Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up and welcome back to kind of funny's ghostbusters in review that's right we are ranking and reviewing every ghostbusters movie as always i'm tim gettys joined by the biggest ghostbusters fan i know greg miller ghostbusters fan you uh, know you know what i mean <laughs> no, you, it's not. Let it go. you know how it is we have slide we no 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 nobody no. lets anything slide around no. here it's how we get better all right See, here's where i messed up though is I, I i was trying to call i was like what the fuck do they call ghostbusters fans and ghost, i started thinking heads. about it ghost heads okay cool that's what it was it's a terrible name i that's, hate it yeah, it's real bad well the hey, biggest early, ghost head i know greg Miller. earlier today i called amazon luna amazon lunar and let me tell you the chat just came for me all right there was nothing <laughs> left of me for putting god forbid i fuck up and say lunar ah oh, they tore me alive they were underneath my fingernails <laughs> we are also joined by the big dog kevin coelho uh, a lot of silence that time kevin. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh my god i didn't expect it to be so big i didn't expect it to be a lot smaller it was perfect slimer kevin we kevin it looks like time. if you were on an old 100 bill or something yeah 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 kevin Kevin, ah, thank you for this. Thank ah, you for this. Look at him. He's floating around. <laughs> <sighs> of course, we have the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Tim, that stuff got everywhere in mm-hmm. every crack. Mm-hmm. Does it make any difference if I told you it came from the front? It's a cleave joke, this guys. Movie. They made I can't a cleave wait. joke. Let's talk about it. Let's go. The Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez, as well. First time watching this movie. Really excited to talk about it. Good time. Really Great time to talk about it. Uh, today, of course, we're talking about Ghostbusters, aka Ghostbusters 2016, aka Ghostbusters Answer the Call, which they put on some of the, the Blu ray uh, things and stuff to differentiate it from the original Ghostbusters. It had a runtime of one hour and 56 minutes. It was released on July 15th, 2016, and it was directed by Paul Feig, an American actor and filmmaker best known for directing films starring frequent collaborator Melissa McCarthy, including Bridesmaids, The Heat. There we go, Nick. The Heat. Uh, Spy and Ghostbusters. He also created the comedy series Freaks and Geeks. Uh, As an actor, he's best known for playing Tim the Camp Counselor in Heavyweights. Never forget. Uh, He was also a character in the Jackie Thomas show and Mr. Eugene Poole on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So yeah, this man has lived. Uh, He also in this movie was the voice of the Ghost Jumpers narrator and the voice on the other end of the walkie-talkie that tells Rowan to go clean the bathrooms. Uh, he appears to reference the original Ghostbusters, referring to a plumbing problem as biblically bad. So there you go, Greg. Well, that's getting, getting some callbacks. Well, I mean, yeah. wherever you want to start dissecting the problems of this movie, keep in mind that's not there's 
many key phrases pulled from this mass hysteria biblical there's all sorts of things pulled in here to remind you that you are watching a ghostbusters reboot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you very very much are it had a budget of 144 million and a box office of 229 million worldwide uh because of its combined production marketing and other costs it became a box office bomb with losses of over 70 million dollars <laughs> Uh, and it easily passes the Bechtel, Bechtel test. So, so there you go. Andy Cortez, I want to start with you. What'd you think? Um, not as bad as everybody made it out to be. Again, I'm not a Ghostbusters fan, so I don't, I'm not super overly offended by what people probably think are like, oh, what a travesty. What have they done to Ghostbusters? Still not a good movie. Um, it, it's so close to being like, okay, though. And that's the thing that kind of bums me out about it. There's so much mispotential. There's, I think, a decent amount of jokes that do hit, and there's humor that does work. And I go, oh, that's a clever joke. Do more of that. And there's plenty more. It's like, ah, you didn't have, you could have, we could have yeah. taken this back to the drawing table. We could have workshopped this out a bit more. Um, and I think, I think the humor fails like 70% of the time and succeeds about 30. Go ahead, Nick. Andy, aren't you just glad that you work with a group of people? that when someone makes a joke don't feel like they have to keep the joke going and beat it into the ground like oh yeah i love it i love it yeah i love i love just being able to say something and then like that be it you know (laughs) (laughs) that's a joke about nick i want to say something oh no it's it's never been more apt as soon as nick's hand went up i'm like this is like supposed to be each one of our monologues about how we think of this film. How are you already interjecting? episodes of this show, you know, that's, 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 a, that's about all I feel. I think the, I think Chris Hemsworth's character, it was just like such a missed opportunity because the first five minutes of it, five to 10 minutes of it, I thought were like really entertaining. And in my opinion, genuinely good, like a, there's good writing and and funny moments and then it is just fumbled for the rest of it it's like just stop doing this we we get it stop this movie just has a lot of me doing that stop it's fucking it was fine you don't have to keep on doing this shit uh i did i did kind of get a little bit of goose pimples when they are in the theater and they all have they have that sweeping shot where they're all aiming at the ghosts and i was like Man, if this movie ruled, that that moment right there would be like thought of as a fucking kick-ass moment. And for me, somebody who doesn't have that uh, the fandom uh, in my coursing through my veins that like Greg Miller does for the Ghostbusters franchise, for me, it was like that's still pretty neat. I'll point that out and say that's pretty cool. Paul Feig, Paul Feig, Kevin Feig, nailed it. Feig. Nailed it. Paul Feig, Paul Feig, Nick Scarpino. Um, yeah, this movie, unfortunately, just doesn't work on any level. And I'm not quite sure what they were going for here. And it pains me to say this, by the way, because I love what they achieved with Bridesmaids. I'm just kind of taken aback at what their approach tonally was for this movie, because it's very slapsticky and it's very zany. And it needed to be what Bridesmaids was and what the original Ghostbusters was, which was grounded in reality. And when you watch Bridesmaids or you watch the first Ghostbusters, let's just take Bridesmaids, for instance, right? That is a story that's kind of a darker tale about someone who's really in a bad spot in her life and can't figure out how to get out of it. And her friends help bring her out of it. And Melissa McCarthy helps bring her out of it. You put... You take that vibe, that serious tone, and you put the what I would say is the triple A talent of Melissa McCarthy and the rest of the gang here, who are some of the best comedic actors on the freaking planet. You put them together and you let them go crazy with improv and you cut that down to like a fine, sharp blade and you get bridesmaids, right? 
what we have here is closer to the heat which is a movie that's not taken seriously at all, has no stakes whatsoever, and anything can happen in. And I, I love the heat, but that's not what I look for when I look for a Ghostbusters movie. I want it to be scary. And I want when those legitimate scares happen to not have the camera pan over and have Kate McKinnon completely ruin the tension of that scene by eating Pringles, which she does every single time. It's almost like they're like, guys, this is getting too serious right now and too scary and maybe a little bit too interesting. Let's have Kate McKinnon just come in and put a wig on. Why don't we just do that, right? She's she couldn't great. stop though, Nick. Oh my God. Once you so, pop. There's so, I mean, granted, Kate McKinnon was very she frustrating. calls him a parabola or a, a parabola and I thought that was hilarious. But then there's like 15 other jokes on top of that and you're like, How? this is just a, a perfect example of like excess. There's too much improv too much of everything too much i mean i'm saying this as a person who absolutely i would kill two to three of you just to hang out with chris has chris hemsworth for a hot second too much chris hemsworth in this movie yeah by far not uh, enough plot I, not enough not enough serious tone I, I do want to piggyback off that real quick like kate mckinnon's character was such a mess and it really felt like there were five different inspirations from five different directors as to what the character should be and there was no comedic like uh i'm trying to think of the word there was just no um yeah there was no through line with her everything felt all over the place it's like i don't know if you're trying to be the zany crazy character right here you're being really deadpan and like that's actually a funny line you just said that's really good do more of that and the next one she's like singing in weird ways it's like i don't what are you what are you in this role you know what i mean it was it was very frustrating and more to that point does she feel like she's in the same movie as everyone? This is the other problem is that every character feels like they're in a different movie, including Andy Garcia and the mayor character, who, if you remember why that worked so well in the original Ghostbusters, because they were normal and they were like, you guys are crazy. There's no such thing as ghosts. But then we get to that scene and it's like, talk about a big slap in the face for your characters. They go, we are paranormal researchers and like scientists and Andy Garcia. And I forget the, uh, I forget her name, Cicely, um, the yeah. assistant. um, She's like, oh, we know. We've been researching these. We're well aware that this is happening. And at that point, I'm like, well, then why the hell am I watching this movie? What is, if these heroes aren't capable of doing something that no one else is capable of doing in this, then it's not as interesting. Like in the original Ghostbusters, everyone thought they were crazy. The, 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 the mayor thought, like, the, you know, he thought he was like, oh, my God, these guys are. And then they lock him up and they, they put him in the same asylum in the second one. And it just turns out that the Ghostbusters are the only people who can take care of this. But in this one, they're like, no, we got a whole team of people in the military that could take care of this stuff. They're just idiots. It's like, what the hell? Kevin Coelho, what'd you think? Um, I hate this movie. Uh, like, I, I honestly, <laughs> I don't think I laughed at all. Because it's like, anytime they do deliver something that's funny, like the, the parabola joke about the chip, which is funny. It's just, it's ruined by them having that joke. Just, it totally doesn't fit the tone. Uh, I, I, like, I don't remember disliking this movie as much as I did rewatching it this time. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, it, the, none of the comedy hits where it needs to. I feel like the story is just kind of everywhere and um, not like good. All the cameos that we got uh, were just kind of sucked. 
like none of them. I was at, at no point you didn't did like this the movie Bill Murray make wearing me. a weird fedora and a cane, and then cameo? getting killed, like and then he dies. Right? And they I, murder him. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, they, they don't murder dies. him. The ghost. The ghost uh, do. Um, so I, I don't know. I yeah. It's just overall, what a bummer. What a like. I really, really like this cast. Uh, Kate McKinnon might be one of my favorite like comedic actors just ever. And I like I can't believe like they they couldn't put together any jokes in my opinion that like were solid and hit hard. And it's just like it seems like they were all given a hundred percent, you know? But like they kept they someone was like, it'd be really funny if you order a wonton soup and there's only one wonton in it. And then they they, right? they like they kept going. But that's Nick have like so so in my t- opinion like Wong Tong. I can't move, move past, past you it. saying Wong Tong, Kevin. All right. It's a Wong Tong. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's a but that's the thing too is like th- that's the shame of this whole thing. If you didn't call it Ghostbusters, if this was just a movie with all, with these characters like doing shenanigans around New York, I almost think my perspective on it would be different. I don't know that I would laugh as much, but I think that it just it just fundamentally was misdirected. I I, I Nick, I, this is not meant in any way to offend you. All right, so oh, please don't take offense to this. There were many jokes. I was like, I bet Nick loves that joke, <laughs> like because they remind me of like the Heat style type jokes Nick, that like yeah, in, Nick, in, in the I context. Don't, I don't want to offend you. Where they're either. going for slapstick, I totally, Andy. I don't take any offense to that. Again, when was the last time I watched the Heat? Three days ago on on Saturday, Jesus and then I finished Christ. it on Sunday, and I watched it with commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the dynamic of Melissa McCarthy playing being that crazy out there improv person. Love that. I just want it in a movie where that where that's not important. <laughs> that, that doesn't need to be taken seriously. And unfortunately, this one I think did. Timothy yeah, Gettys. I definitely do not think that this is a bad movie. I don't think it's a good movie. I definitely don't think it's a great movie, but I think that it it is shit on way too much. I'm a little closer to Andy there. Disagree with him in some other ways where I really like Kate McKinnon. I think she is one of the, the funnier elements of this movie. I do agree that the Chris Hemsworth character, while providing the funniest laughs in the movie, also provides way too much nothing and way too much just kind of space. There's so much that can be cut. There's so much that was, I would say, done wrong with this in terms of how they set it up. But like, uh, I disagree with Nick where like I think that this is as good as Bridesmaids. I think this is as good as any and as funny at least as any of the the Paul Feig projects I've ever seen. And that's just to say I guess I'm not that big of a Paul Feig fan to begin with. But wait, is there this a couple... Feig? I thought we were Feig at the beginning of the show. I thought it was Feig. Macuga said it was Feig. I, 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 I think it's Feig. 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 Whatever. Uh, I think it's Feig. Yes, that's what it was. I looked it up before the show. And that's, um, you started the show saying that, and I was like, good. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. either. I, mean, someone, someone, I was like, wait someone a second. Someone made the Kevin Feige Kevin thing, Feige and it got stuck in my head. That yeah. was me. It was my fault. My uh, fault. Re- regardless, though, it's like there was a couple jokes in this like straight up made me laugh out loud. Like Chris Hemsworth drawing the logo and it having boobs fucking broke me. <laughs> like, that whole logo here, right? thing. The boobs, I can make them bigger. <laughs> Yeah, like that was hilarious. Him, like every single time he turned the page, like the joke of the next page was like so fucking funny. And I, I appreciated like them committing to that type of thing. There was other things like uh, uh, Kristen Wiig uh, outside of the, the glass window. So she's like, oh, she thinks that's the sliding door. Oh, she thinks they're all sliding doors. Like that shit's fucking funny to me, just period. It's like, that's good comedy in a comedy movie. And there was just a lot of other shit that just didn't work. And there was a lot of stuff that didn't work that they doubled down, then tripled down, then quadrupled down, then eventually there's a dance scene and it's just like what the fuck is actually I, happening dance here? scenes are never good tim yeah i mean that's I'm just, just gonna, 
I just have to say it right in now. In a comedy dance, movie. Dance Don't do scenes it. trying to be funny never work. We got like that shit. Just stop, please, 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 please. please. Yeah. Um, but I, I think to, to be positive about certain elements of this movie, I think the visuals are fantastic and extremely unique. And I think the, the VFX in particular are kind of a standout and the use of color, the use of particle effects and all that are like, it's really top grade stuff. And I'm not saying that every ghost design is perfect, but I do think that this is actually an achievement in visual effects in a lot of ways and their use of breaking the letterbox and all that. I've never seen that in a movie. And I thought it was actually really cool. Uh, the way they did it, where this isn't what people are fans of ghostbusters are wanting or expecting from a ghostbusters movie but it definitely does feel like what an audience that grew up knowing ghostbusters was a thing people cared about but not actually into it thinking like it is more action-based thinking like andy what you're talking about about the theater scene of when they all are fighting together where like in another movie in another ip that could have been fucking really really cool i mean don't even get me started about like the final fight where they're fighting all the ghosts and they're doing all their individual things we get kate mckinnon with the two things the ghostbusters orchestral theme starts kicking in she says let's go and starts kicking ass with plasma whips i was all about that fucking loved that it doesn't fit this movie it doesn't fit this ghostbusters movie at all. at all yeah so and then that's that is the unfortunate thing is there's moments i think that really work um and i didn't think that at the end of the day the cast is is really really good i think the comedy works like andy said 30 percent of the time 70 percent not but i think that 30 percent is actually really funny and on top of that, there's a lot of cool elements, a lot of good VFX, a lot of cool kind of just decisions made. And at the end of the day, I'd rather watch this than Ghostbusters 2 for sure again. And debatably, Ghostbusters 1. But that's not saying that Ghostbusters 1 is not a better movie. It undeniably is. And I think that Ghostbusters 1, to me, is as good as it is because it's so unique and it's something so damn different. This movie is not unique. This movie is not different. This movie is just a modern action comedy movie uh but it has a ghostbusters wrapping and i think to an extent they did a decent job with it and i did think they pushed vfx in a, in a way that makes it stand out as special but i can't wait to hear what one greg miller has to say about Hello, ghostbusters Gettys. how are you today <clears throat> good uh this is my second time seeing ghostbusters 2016 i saw it the first time in theaters and didn't like it and never went back and so where i want to start with my part of this review is this like this is a heartbreaker and not at all because I have a jumpsuit, a bunch of jumpsuits, my childhood jumpsuit, my childhood proton packs, not as a Ghostbuster fan, as a fan of these people. Like, this is a movie where I agree. I think it was Kevin, maybe it was Nick. I'm sorry. Everyone tried in this movie. Like, they tried. Like, I, and, and I think it's, it's a heartbreaker that it doesn't come together. I think all four of these female leads are hilarious. I love them. I, you know, the guy who delivered Benny, the guy who's the Chinese food delivery guy, I've seen him in other stuff. He's hilarious. Uh, Paul Feig, I've seen Deadpool, stuff that he's, yeah, yeah Deadpool, he's right? Yeah, right. Uh, I, you know, I talked about this probably in the initial review or at least in the run up to the release of this movie, right? Of like, Paul Feig got gets it he understood what he was doing and what he was working with with ghostbusters and he tried like, i'll never forget the moment like he won me over in terms of like oh this guy isn't just some guy he understands he's dealing with something and it was when they put out the first looks of the 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 leads and they put out the proton packs and they were like i don't I forget if it was entertainment weekly or a poster or whatever and somebody tweeted him just a random person was like man it'd be awesome if you'd ever be able to share a little bit more. We'd love to start cosplaying. We'd love, and he just shared full on diagrams, like the unreleased documents of like, oh, here's what the proton packs look like. And here's how you should build it. And here's what, like he was given, I would say, or inarguably or like in this uh, insurmountable task of cool reboot. And again, like, let's just check all fandoms at the door or whatever reboot, 
what many people consider the the best comedy of all time reboot this thing that people love like they love for better or worse you know with blinders on whatever you want to call it right and i don't know what happened internally and behind the scenes with sony with him with the people they're working on but it's this movie that's caught not committing to anything and that's why it fails and I feel, think it fails because it just doesn't have a vision for what it actually wants to be. For me, I was, when I'm watching this last night and I'm going through it and thinking again and trying to be critical for in-review stuff, right? I, You know, what Nick was talking about of like there being no stakes and what is going on and blah, blah, blah. It, for me, it's weird to have all these people come in knowing what Ghostbusters is, knowing they want to try to crush it, knowing they want to do something different with it, right? But never being able to get out of that middle part. And I think it leads to a movie that has no heart to it. And what I mean by that, right, is I think if you were to look at a spectrum, right, of different movies, and if you want to put Ghostbusters, the original one, on whatever serious grounded side you want to put on it, the other one I would put on the far side of it is Barb and Star go to Vista go to, Del Mar. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you – it's another Kristen Wig-led joint. It came out during COVID, or I think it did. I saw it on during COVID on one of the things, right? And – in the center would be Ghostbusters 2016, which is trying to think it's still grounded, but also kind of being weird, but not going all the way weird. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I was in hysterics the entire time watching. Damn, and I knew it, it was going to be funny. I didn't and it was it. It, I, like for Nick, me. You need it, to watch it. It is damn, so weird. Barb and Star for me is I, I haven't had a reaction watching a movie like that and realizing as you watch it what it actually is since I had to watch watching Wet Hot American Summer. Where I was like, oh my God, wow. it just keeps getting crazier. It just, and not only does it keep getting crazier, they are committed to it being that crazy and that thing. And that this is the fucking world. You're in or you're out. This is what's happening and where we're going with it. And you don't get that in Ghostbusters 2016. And that's why it fails. It is this idea that I laughed last night at a bunch of different lines in this movie. Like there are funny things in this because there are funny people making this project and making this movie. It just isn't cohesive. Right, it's exactly what you're saying. Where like the mayor bit with Andy Garcia is so weird and so forced and so like I you can I feel like you can almost you know reach back and have it be in some room and being like, well, what is Ghostbusters? Well, it's proton packs and it's jumpsuits. It's the firehouse. It's them having to talk to the mayor and get you know like you know they don't believe him and yada 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 and like this escalation of it. All and so like Andy Garcia is this really weird thing that like the whole time you're like. I don't get it. I don't want, but like, do I fucking laugh when she's like, don't be like the mayor in Jaws? And he goes, ha, don't compare me to the mayor in Jaws ever. <laughs> he gets all mad about it because, like, you can see that for his character of the mayor, that's actually something, but that's like such a non reality thing to happen of why that would go that way, right? And that's where the thing is. And I was watching again with Jen last night, and we think it was her first time seeing it. She hadn't obviously moved here yet when we were uh, watching this the first time. Uh, and it was this thing of, when the I, I you know when the guy from Silicon Valley is hanging off the scene screaming no 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 and you get the Ghostbusters logo I remember being in the theater and that happening and being like fuck that was good like I liked that I liked that entire opening right like I thought that was funny Tim what you're talking about like the color palette differential here how bright everything is I think you know when we get the first ghost coming out of the basement of the Aldrich uh, museum or whatever when we get the electrocuted subway ghost I'm like damn these ghosts look good and they look different and like this is a cool effect and like it had that going but it just keeps going into this way of like what 
are we doing? What is the world? What are the characters' relationships? What are the st- and it's weird to have watched it, be watching it last night. And you know, I, I when we started Ghostbusters in review, I went and ordered all the 4K Blu-rays. I'm like, well, I'm, if I'm if I'm going to become we're doing this, might as well upgrade the collection because I only had the Blu-rays at this point. And so this is my first. I got the 2016 one, but by accident I got an international one. I was like, whatever. And so I was watching the movie last night, and I was like is this an international cut? Like I forgot so much of that movie. And I was like, that's weird. Like, and then to wake up today and be like, I have forgotten it all over again. Cause it's just a forgetful movie. No, no, some- no, 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 Greg. Uh, this is something I found out. The, the home release is different than theatrical. Oh really? Yeah. There's the, um, the entire plot line of the, the male character that Kristen Wiggs with, yeah thank of. you the dude not from the fucking theater. weeds i was like yeah. i don't remember the weeds dude being in this no, movie. he's not in the theater I, version the version that i watched i remember i saw a version with him in it and then i was like wait didn't you have a wait. whole character where the guy's like why are you getting fired or whatever like that or like at the university right yeah yeah um, i don't i didn't see that in the one i watched last night that's hilarious that's, yeah, that's funny thank yeah. god that would have made it longer no, no 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 like from my understanding there is only one home release version when like, i went the to the theater to... one just the only one different I rented it on the Xbox store, on the Microsoft store, and there was the extended cut. And I was like, I'll just get the regular one. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> and so I have no idea what the hell you all are talking about. Yeah, That's I don't know what you guys are talking about at all either. <laughs> I definitely saw where she theaters. has kind of a love interest at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. Mm. I won't lie. I'm cheating on this one since, again, I find this movie so horribly forgetful. But, yeah, I rented it on Amazon to talk about it. And we jump right from the scare, the guy I was talking about, the scene I liked being scared, to her in the big lecture hall. And there's a whole scene inserted in between there where she gets she knew she's gonna be in the big lecture hall. She goes to this dinner and talks to some woman she wants to impress for tenure, right. and then her boyfriend's there, but he's not really her boyfriend, he's playing it loose and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get any of those scenes. So. You didn't miss it, thank God, because it's no. missing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw him at one point because I saw him in theaters. It it really seems like the one one of the overall problems with this whole movie is uh, I'm just trying to think of like an old franchise from the 80s, similar to Ghostbusters, that has sort of this cult-like following and it's it was really really popular and it's got comedic elements and in a modern day saying or even like in the late 2000s just throw john c Riley and will ferrell at it and just have them do improv i'm sure everything will be okay and like so much of this and you get Holmes and watson exactly (laughs) exactly and and so many of the scenes in this are not made better by letting letting them improv and what yeah what this this needs to be more of a crafted kind of experience and there's several moments where there something happens and they start arguing uh um uh, kristen wig and uh, melissa mccarthy and they start kind of having this little back and forth it's like this is not working right now we can't be doing this all the time we can't rely on this and it's like it's like um oh sorry kevin is my mic low no so check check is that me um about it's like an all-star game andy where you're like it's going to be entertaining but then it's not as good as that team that gelled the whole season and then goes and plays that championship game right i think Mm -hmm. they just relied on these these amazing all-stars to make magic on on the screen and i think it was just misdirection i think they just didn't have a good direction for where they wanted to go with this and i don't buy that paul feig is a huge ghostbusters fan because to miss the mark so fully, and granted, I guess this is his style. So, for the record, I don't think he's a huge Ghostbusters fan. I, th- I said he, I think he gets what he was working with. Like he understood the fandom, but it just feels like it feels like this movie is like 
capitalizing off Ghostbusters, which yes. is the one thing you don't want it to feel like. If you're if you're a quote unquote huge Ghostbusters fan, you don't want to have the movie come out and then have people go, you know, if you took the ghosts out of this, it, it, it feels like it's the heat. I mean, it doesn't feel like a Ghostbusters movie. It feels like you made the heat and then we're like, throw some ghosts in there and we'll just package this thing up and call it Ghostbusters. This feels like a movie that Sony made to sell toys. And that's that's where this comes in and gets to be really, really disappointing to me. It, because if you sat down and said, what are the core tenets of a Ghostbusters movie? I believe there are some. I don't believe that you can reinvent it and go so far from the mark that you and call it say hey this is our spin on it because there's a difference between a spin and just fundamentally making a completely different type of movie the problem though i think you're on the same page as me right is like you're talking about there'd be uh ghostbuster tenants you'd go back to they would be tenants and i think so many times in this movie they are things or references or lines or places i think what this movie should the again the rock on the hard place they're in of like what are you going to do with this? I remember when, you know, my greatest fear for the longest time was like, oh my God, they're going to reboot Ghostbusters at some point when all the movies had started. I'm talking about like mm -hmm. early 2000s, maybe even late 90s, I forget. But I'm like, eventually they're going to do this and it's not going to be in the same, like, I don't want this kind of thing. And so I remember when they got there and they announced the cast and I was like, how fucking brilliant. Yes, immediately turn it on its head, right? Like, get out of there. Don't try to do the exact same thing. Let's have it all be a cast of all female Ghostbusters. That sounds exciting. I wonder what they're going to do with it. And what they did is, a pretty carbon copy in many regards take on what Ghostbusters one was of them, you know, being at a university, they're thrown out of the university. They go into business for themselves. They don't have that much money. It's like, I, if I, I feel like again, back to the rock and the hard place for Paul Feig and the team doing this, whether, whatever the, you know, overall Archie for sure. Sony wants to sell toys, but it is this idea of like, well, we want to do something new, but we don't want to shock audiences. Blah, 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 blah. It's this in and out thing again where this movie doesn't know what it wants to be. I think it would have been fucking phenomenal if it would not the movie overall. It would have been a fucking phenomenal idea to say, we're going to stick to the thing that there are, it's going to be the same. It's going to be these four women. They're going to be Ghostbusters, but blow up everything else. Like, does it, let's not even worry about it. Let's go make a movie. What, what's an actual story we'd want to tell? Don't worry about the firehouse. Don't even worry about the Ecto 1. Like, I think I, you would get the Ecto 1, but like, there's so many different little things that you would do that you don't have to do it this way. Where, I mean, again, remember when this movie fucking got announced? It immediately started to get eaten alive, which is so rough about this movie. It's so rough at the time to say, I'm a Ghostbusters fan and I don't like this movie. And people are like, yeah, me neither. They shouldn't have made it chicks. And I was like, whoa, no, that's not the argument. That's, that's not my problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, it was so such a visceral backlash from the announcement even that then they put out that first trailer, remember, which opened. And it was like, in 1984, four scientists came together. They're going to have to do it again. It's like, immediately confusing any mainstream person who's seeing this of like wait is this in the same universe no it's not the same universe what the fuck are you talking about then why are you like, even bringing this up yeah uh, that's my that's my point that's the first red flag. andy had his like, hand up andy had his andy. hand up Nick. um i just wanted to pop in really quick and say like i understand why bill murray has chest issues and doesn't want to sign on to a lot of different projects whenever we hear about the difficulty of like when will will we get Bill Murray to sign up for something like that's he's always the last one and it, it's doubtful but you know it's a possible thing and to have him in this movie and for me again I, I didn't grow up watching Ghostbusters and to me it's like oh they're gonna include him in the story somehow he's gonna be that's not really who he is he's gonna be like no man I'm I'm Sp Spangler. Vinkman, Vinkman, Vinkman. <laughs> what did I say? Spengler. Spengler. That's Egon. Yeah, you're, you're not. Oh, oh, gotcha. You're you're in the right ballpark. Uh, yeah. And for him to not be Vinkman, and for him not to have a little bit more pivotal of a role, more maybe more of a like a, a Yoda type um, role model uh, type thing. I 
to just throw him out of a window. I was like, oh, what is this movie doing? <laughs> but again, I mean, like, so, Tim, do you have it? Do you want to come in off the bench on this one? Do you have the facts of the ghosts or whatever the fuck we're calling it? I mean, I, I don't know. There's a ton of things. The one thing that you might be alluding to is the fact that he, like, didn't want to be a part of Ghostbusters, period, anything. And yeah. a lot of that had to do with the death of Her- Harold Ramis and stuff. But then signed on for this because he wanted to support the the women, the comedians, where he likes them personally. Yes, that's true. But it was a last second this movie's already so close to being done. I'll come in and do this. Like, go watch that scene. He's not in the scene with them. Like, that is all. They're ne- they never share a frame. When he's, it's, it's shot super awkwardly over the shoulder of a guy sitting there with the hat blocking his face because it's not really there. Bill Murray at the last second came in and was like, okay, I'll do this. And his reasoning being in all the interviews after the fact, right, of like, he, I, he, you know, and, and there's been more over the years, but at the time it was, you know, I didn't want someone to see this film and take my my lack of participation as not supporting the, uh, these women. I support them in doing this role, right? And then later on, he added to a little bit of something uh, along lines of like, you know, I have a good relationship with the cast. It's my relationship with Sony that is not great or something. And I'm paraphrasing there. And mm-hmm. when the all those emails got leaked, there had been a whole bunch of stuff in there that they were like, threatening arbitration and like real like getting the weeds about it right but it is that thing of like man this scene doesn't work of course it doesn't because it was shoehorned in at the last second because they had everybody else they had Annie Potts they had Sigourney Weaver they had Ernie Hudson they had Dan Aykroyd like and Sigourney Weaver's own Kevin she's only in the post credits I know you're making that face because you're like where was she she was in the credits oh man as soon as Again. this shit ended, I turned it off. That's, yeah. I was like, nope. Because it shouldn't away. have even been there. Like, again, like, it's such a... It's such a fucking sad situation of this movie trying to be everything and nothing. <laughs> and, or trying to be everything and, I guess, and becoming nothing. I'm just mark. like, they should have been like, cool, all the old Ghostbusters want to come back. And, and at Paul Feig and Sonny should have been like, no. Well, we want to do it in New York. No, let's do anything. Let's let's give this its own identity. What the fuck are we doing? What is this movie? Let's have it be Wet Hot American Summer or Bab uh, 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 Bar Bab and Star, whatever the fuck. Go to Vista tomorrow. Let's have it be just batshit insane and have a crab and a proton pack. Like, let's fucking go that way with it rather than let's not do this no. weird. You loved I know. that crab was so good. That crab was, was so good. I was, was going to mention that like this kind of this kind of feels like a movie that would exist in only in the kevin smith universe uh, uh of the the viewsk universe where like they're they're redoing ghostbusters and it's clearly a money grab and they're just gonna throw a bunch of we can't let this happen they're just gonna throw a bunch of like big time celebrities at it and think that it's gonna be good but you can't just recreate that magic like this feels like a movie made inside of another movie to kind of show hollywood no bad don't do like it's this, a parody you know? of itself yeah like it's an snl bad a bad snl skit of what how badly hollywood can mm-hmm. fuck something up that's what this feels like at times yeah. where you're like, how are you simultaneously making the thing that you also rail against when you do Saturday Night Live and like parody these things? It's very weird. Yeah. yeah. Tim, the I do weird... want to point out, though, I love the VFX, though, because the yeah. the sort of HD upgrade of I, I, you all know I love seeing that shit and I love seeing thing visuals Maybe being upgraded like I loved being able to see all of that old style visual stuff in a new light with all of the lighting effects and the lights reflect reflecting back on the characters and you're seeing the proton uh the streams or whatever like all that shit looked so cool and it was i was really stoked to kind of see this sort of hd remaster new paint of coat on it. it looked really cool yeah totally uh, just a funny thing to bring up is that this actually reviewed very well 
uh, across the board. I mean, very well compared to the way that we all talk about it. Um, like where even now it's at 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, but like the consensus, the cinema score, which is like when, when actual people are leaving the theater, uh, watching it for the first couple of weeks, they loved it. Like it was like, like even higher than 74 at that point. And then, then it gets bombed, uh, from the audience score from the same people that, uh, dislike bombed the, the trailers and stuff. No, but, I don't uh, like women. Yeah, exactly. And so there's a lot of complicated uh, areas that go into this shit. But yeah, and, the, you know, the box office at the end of the day speaks for itself like this. It didn't work, you know, but you know, it does work. Our sponsor codes. So check out all these codes with our sponsors and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Arcane, the Netflix original series from the creators of League of Legends. Arcane is a nine episode, three part series that follows the story of two young girls, Vi and Powder, who were born in the undercity beneath Pilt Over. Their eagerness to prove themselves sets a series of events in motion that take their relationship to its breaking point and transforms them forever. Witness the animation event of the year and see the champions you know and love like Vi, Jinx, Hammerdinger, and Jace's stories will all intertwine in this action-packed series. Whether you've played League for ages or if you're a brand new person to Rune Terra, Arcane is the perfect introduction to League of Legends' vast worlds following the origins of some of its most iconic characters. Uh, it dives into the stories behind one of the most played games of all time, and you can too. Prepare for the epic battle that's only the beginning. Arcane is now streaming exclusively on Netflix. Next up, shout out to Shin Megami Tensei 5. It's the newest installment in the acclaimed JRPG series developed by Atlas. You play as a young high school student who's granted an accursed power to save his life. He becomes a new being that's neither human nor demon, a Nahobino. There you go. And you're suddenly transported from modern Tokyo to a post-apocalyptic world. You'll explore the demon-infested wasteland of an enigmatic realm that's filled with mythical deities and demonic tyrants in constant conflict for survival. Search for answers and forge your own path in a battle between light and dark, and your choices will dictate the fate of the world. Uh, turn formidable foes into worthy allies by recruiting them via negotiations, then fuse them to create demons customized to fit your playstyle. Shin Megami Tensei 5 has been fully rendered in 3D. You'd Utilizing Unreal Engine 4, a first for the mainline Shin Megami Tensei series. You can pre-order the deluxe and standard editions of Shin Megami Tensei 5 today on the Nintendo eShop. Next up, shout out to Overland. You all know that Cozy is my middle name, but there's nothing I like to do every day that's cozier than slipping into some Overland sheepskin slippers. I've been using these. G's been using these. Greg Miller has been using these and he is now a proud papa walking around with that baby and his feet have never been comfier. Overland uses expert craftsmanship to pair the highest quality merino sheepskin, which is naturally moisture wicking, temperature regulating and antimicrobial. And you know how I feel about microbes with supportive memory foam midsoles in order to make slippers that feel better and wear better for longer. Don't wait another day to slip into something way more comfortable or give it as a gift to somebody that you love. Get the best highest quality sheepskin slippers on the market at overland.com slash kind of funny you'll get free shipping and free returns i recommend you go today because these slippers are slipping off the shelves everybody uh, they're so beloved that they've been known to sell out that's overland.com slash kind of funny overland.com slash kind of funny and next up, shout out to Raycon. It's never too early to start holiday gift shopping, especially because right now you can save big on the best everyday gift 
some Raycon wireless earbuds. Cool Greg's been using these, training for his marathon, getting his run on, and he got the jams in his ears. Raycons have seamless Bluetooth pairing, a noise isolating fit, and amazing sound quality, which now you can customize thanks to their new sound profiles on the new everyday earbuds. They've got three modes you can choose from, pure, balance, and bass, so you can always have just the right amount of bass, and boom, baby. Uh, so this holiday season, get the ones you love, something that they'll use every day, whether it calls for music, for calls, for work, for play, home, or on the go. Uh, go to buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny today to unlock exclusive deals, up to 20% off your Raycon order, but hurry, this offer is available for a limited time only, and if you don't want to miss it, you better get moving. That's buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny to unlock up to 20% off your Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny. And now that we're back, Andy, hit me with the plot song, please. We'll see if this works, everybody. Don't get mad at me if it doesn't, okay? He's gonna be a dad when that baby comes loose. What is his name? Greg Miller. He's gonna say the plot. He'll drink recap juice. What is his name? Greg Miller. Tim host. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Ghostbusters 2016. Sadly, you can't have the sweet without the sour. We knew we'd have to do this when we started this journey. No one was looking forward to it. Welcome back. Uh, so, yeah, we start at the Aldrich House in New York City, of course, ladies and gentlemen, where old String Bean uh, from Silicon Valley is giving a tour, explaining this old house they have here, right? And it's a fun tour, and it's a great tour. And he's like, this is happening, and that's happening, and then this guy lived here, and then, uh, what was it, his daughter, his wife, whoever, they killed, she killed a bunch of people. And so they locked her in here, and uh, she died down there. And then, uh, you know, he sold the house, and they opened the thing, and they found a fucking body down there, and they were like, never again. They locked it all up. They locked, they locked, put all these locks on it. It hasn't been opened. It hasn't been open. A little scary, honestly. Ever. Like, I'm yeah, no, it's been, this is a good opener. This is a yeah. good opener. And like, if they again could have kept the scene. Good, good open. Well, I would say where he hangs there and opener. yells, "No, no, 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 no." Was it the way it was shot of like the shit, the stairs kind of exploding and like just all of that? I was like, "Oh no, we're in for some shit I, with this." <laughs> I love that guy though. I feel like I could have ignored that ridiculousness if they like. I was like, oh, wow. They like they killed that man. That man is dead. And like two seconds later, it's like, oh, no, he's, he's, he's alive. He literally, yeah. Kevin, that was a huge thing for me, too. When I first watched this, I was like, oh, fuck, they killed Jared from Silicon Valley. That's bold. And Yo, then what's that? I will pay anybody here five dollars if they can name that man no, i don't know his name i just call him jared from silicon valley uh, does anyone uh, not call him jared from silicon valley give me I, the, I don't know uh, i mean he he's the uh, to me he's the office guy but what what is what's the first letter okay, of the name? i'm looking at his name right now and i'm just like holy fuck i would have never i've never even heard this because i'm the tim i have a z zach efron zach is what it is Andy, you don't know it. I'm looking at it too. There's no way. You know, it's this. so funny because like what Tim's going through right now, I've gone through at least six times in my life with this dude. And like <laughs> I still don't remember his name. Zach and, Woods is uh, his name. What the of fuck? course Xavier's brother. Yes. <laughs> I love this Anyways. guy, by the way. I think this scene is an, a perfect example of how this movie kicks off incorrectly, right? The scene goes on and they they just let him talk for so long. And he's got some dynamite jokes in there. Which, again, out of place because we're, we're immediately saying, okay, there's no serious characters in this whole movie. 
And that's fine if that's the tone you're going to go for. I disagree with that. I don't think that should be the tone. I think that the only characters that should be funny in this are our protagonists and everyone else should be playing it straight. But that's because I love the original Ghostbusters. But he's got that that line about like the anti, the electrified anti-Irish yeah. fence or whatever it is. It gets a chuckle out of me. It's a clever, mildly racist line. But the, the way he delivers it, and that it, it kind of works. But then he says more and more and more jokes and more and more and more jokes. So we get this backstory. And we're like, fuck, this mansion's better be really important. And this it's going to be a huge plot. It's going to be huge. It's going to be fucking point. huge. And we spent a lot of time in this mansion, and it really doesn't matter at all. Yeah, but is it really that different from the last two plots of the movies? Yes, Let's be because honest. where we spend a lot of time in is Barrett is, is Dana Barrett's apartment. And that building is a is a character. It's a set piece and a character in and of itself. And we end up cli- the climax happens at the end of that building. So there's a lot of times like, no, same thing with the, end the, of the world, but get us through this a little bit like let's let's cut some of the fat on these scenes if we're, if this isn't going to be important because i think that's another issue that this movie has is it just it's just too much all the time there's no priority is given to the actual a story plot of this thing uh so he gives a tour and the thing there and then he's like all right and then the you know candle falls over he's like oh let's go a little bit quicker right says goodbye to everybody picks the candle up and then does the classic fucking movie thing right picks up the candle and then picks up his little <laughs> click click oh and the, i made it move okay um dude greg i mean like when you right now mentioning classic movie thing one of my uh, one of my many annoyances with this movie is like it does every stupid fucking comedy cliche in the book and if somebody falls down and you don't see them and they go i'm okay like that sort of level of shit that you've seen a billion fucking times (laughs) and this movie does so many of those little things that are like guys we can't like did you just buy a fucking did you go to your local barnes and noble and buy like comedy tropes and like what could we put in here because like it really feels like they just took from writing comedy 101 there's a lot of really dumb shit in here that just doesn't work what was it who was it that told us that story or, or tells the story of how they were hired to punch up an animated movie was it Patton oswald something like that where it's like the, it had already been animated but they were like we just need you to make the scene funny he's like well how am i gonna make the scene funny if i'm not in the scene they're like just say some stuff that'll be off camera it fe- it feels like every scene they're like this just could be better it could be better let's just throw more and more stuff at this cake until finally the damn thing just falls over mm-hmm and so then the door opens he's like what oh no actually that's not right right the door starts shaking and he panics and he's running around and like more shit's happening more noises are happening crap and eventually yeah he runs backwards right because the door the doorknob was hot and he runs backwards and he runs downstairs which he should immediately know is a bad idea because why would you go down there he goes down there and then and then he sees the ground, you know, coming up. Oh, there was the little, there was a little contraption, by the way, that was in the the museum, a little like a, a ghost bomb. We'll find out about later, but don't worry too much about it. But remember, you saw it right now. And so he ran down there, and uh, he goes down there, and then he looks at the floor, and it's all cracking, and it's got all sorts of green stuff coming out of it, light. And he's like, oh no, he says something like, oh no, I'm a big dumb dumb string bean. And so he turns around, and then he runs up the stairs. I'm and a that's corn when dog string I'm, bean. A, I'm corn dogging <laughs> it right now. <laughs> he starts running up there, and he's the stairs are exploding. Like he said, yeah, right. And he jumps and he he, fing, he fingertips it and then he looks back and like the ghostbusters music builds and he like the light comes like long time on these no no no's yeah. or whatever. but eventually we cut and it's the ghostbusters logo and you know you're watching ghostbusters 20 uh, and it hits good like the music always hits yeah. good job music good oh, job well, except for when right. fallout boy does it later on but... oh god oh <laughs> oh god or is it panic at the disco no it's, it's, it's fallout, fallout boy it's, fallout it's right so now. bad god damn 
so then from there, uh, this is where we go to uh, meet uh, Kate. No, Kristen Wiig's character, Aaron Gilbert. I'll tell you what, I did not feel anybody's. I mean, Aaron and Abby, they say a lot. Holtzman, they say a lot. Patty, they say a lot. It's there, but it's hard. It's rough. You know what I mean? Especially because they're just there's no real. Who are these characters? They're just people. You know what I mean? There is there being doing their things. Very little. I could have not. It doesn't matter. We'll get into it a different time, I guess. Um, what other so, time? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like later on when they talk about it, but I, it's back to Nick's point that like I feel like everybody is everything. So they yeah. I, they don't have that like defined role. Like I guess even they like really don't. There's no Patty's Patty's weird thing of like, like knowing everything about New York and not even like when she's like I know New York. I'm like oh you know the subways you know all this different stuff. No like she knows that like this place was used everything. for slave trades or whatever it was and like oh my I'm like Jesus Christ like she knows like the intricacies of why people were killed there. Oh the Native Americans were killed there when whatever mm-hmm. was happening. I'm like Jesus Christ. All right, it, fine. Immediately though, uh, and the reason why I was so disappointed with Kate McKinnon character is like clearly she's kind of supposed to embody egon as the nerd with the glasses and the hair high and i'm like oh she's gonna be that character and then we'll drift into other character archetypes many times and then come back to that egon character where it is the the slight like you know sarcastic line that's really deadpan and then it's right back into being this weird wonky character that what are you just stick well, to something please i mean when they played the queef tape yeah that was one all you needed to know to be like all right well <laughs> this is uh, how these characters are gonna be this is where we're gonna go with it right uh but even yeah kristen wiggs character which you know it, I, you would think and not that i would think when you cast kristen wiggs but like the way they set her up oh she's gonna be the straight person she's gonna be the straight man she's gonna everybody else can be wild and weird around her but then 15 30 minutes later she's doing some kind of choreographer seventh grade paranormal dance <laughs> with abby like all right whatever anyway so uh in my version that i watched last night this is where we go back to meet her she's getting ready for her day she gets to talk in the big lecture hall she's lecturing in the big lecture hall today it's a big deal she goes to some little faculty not meeting uh you know what sometimes you get those phone calls just like why is Adi calling me right now, Shankar? There it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we'll, we'll, we'll address that later on a different episode of the kind of funny podcast and what he's up to. Shankar. I feel like I need to just pause this and you answer that answered. call. You should have answered, yeah. This is, this is definitely I, less important than that, just so you know. Just answer, so you know. we'll continue with the plot. Yeah, we'll continue. Uh, and so, yeah, she goes there. She's got her big 10-year meeting coming up. She goes to see her boyfriend who isn't really her boyfriend, but like he kind of just seems like a skis bag where he's kind of like, He's probably having sex with her, but not treating her like, and not calling her his she girlfriend. You know what I mean? I don't like that I saw a different God version awful. of it. Yeah. Like, where, the scene was? <laughs> huh? The scene was horrible, Tim? Yeah. Him, yeah, no. His character, this scene, just like, and I, I'm, I'm happy they, they cut him for different versions because, like, yeah, it, it just doesn't work and it's extremely unclear. I think for a movie that has a lot of things that are kind of like, why is this happening or what, like the dance scene, like, he's a character i'm like why are you acting this way are we supposed to believe you guys have a relationship or not like he there's kissing but then there's also like a lot of like i'm not with you like it's really fucking weird the way i interpreted it was yeah that it's there he's banging around the side but doesn't want anybody to know like he's he's not proud of it but to your point like it just her being such a weird like oh, Kristen Wiig like little tiny hands character from SNL. You're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> it, like this is just a weird scene, but there's so many weird scenes in them. Anyways, he, I, that I, doesn't I, matter for the plot we're even talking about since we didn't see some of you I didn't want, see that movie. Greg, I want to imagine that you answer the 
Adi Shankar is gone. He's like, yeah, and plus the plot is all over the place. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm watching live right now, and let me tell you why uh, this is a bad movie. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it, it's a thing sh- set up, I guess, or used to show that uh, Kristen Wiig's character is like, you know, stands for nothing. She keeps like saying stuff to this woman she wants to impress, and the woman says the opposite. So Kristen Wiig keeps it, or whatever. She goes to the big lecture hall to teach her class. This also sets up the tenure thing. Uh, she's there, being all weird, setting it up. And this is when, and I forgot he was in this movie, so this was not it on purpose. When I Tywin Lannister, when I mentioned, no, no, when I mentioned Ed oh. Bagley Jr. for the electric, you mentioned it because he was in I this did. movie. I know I mentioned him because he was in the documentary about the electric car we were referencing oh, the other day, God, and so then I'm watching funny. this fucking movie, and I'm like, Ed Bagley Jr. shows up. I'm like, yes. what the. F- fuck is going on in this world not he's there he shows up with and he's like hey, excuse me you're kristen wiggs character right and she's like yeah i'm kristen wiggs character and she's like, you wrote this book and she's like i didn't write that book i don't believe in ghosts that's silly if somebody believed in ghosts that'd be crazy get out of here crazy person and he's like this looks like you and she's like no oh, that is me that does look oh, that's, that's ed yeah. bagley so i never said, knew she's like, that but i wrote it as a goof i wrote it as a goof he goes the first yeah line i wrote it as a joke the, fir- the joke. first line is this is not a joke that was a joke that <laughs> but like that again me. that humor is it's so, so specific to a movie that is not, not Ghostbusters. This. Not, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, this yeah, movie. Totally. Yeah. I want to laugh at that, but I also want them to try to take something seriously in this film so I can care. Uh, Ed Bigley Jr. lays out, of course, that he's the caretaker of uh, the Aldrich uh, Mansion or whatever, Aldrich Hotel. And, uh, you know, they had a ghost sighting there and he just wanted some help. And so, you know, whatever. Fuck you then. He leaves. And then she goes to her office and he's like, and she's like, how did you get this? It's out of print. He's like, no, it's on Amazon. It's an ebook and this. She's like, God damn it. She goes back to her desk and goes to Amazon where, yeah, the book is up, right? Abby has republished it and put it back up. Uh, this is when Tyron Lannister walks in, right? And is all like, ooh, you want tenure? You better fucking do what I say. Ooh, Cody. Ooh. you know what i mean so absurdly Ooh. serious and it's like oh i'm sure we're gonna see him a whole bunch more in this movie this is gonna be a big thing that wasn't just used because he was <laughs> he like never, he her. never said khaleesi he like never dealt with her <laughs> right. he was talking to her all the time Are you kidding me <laughs> remember it was khaleesi had sex with her brother cal drago i was a big fan yeah. pushed uh, john snow out the window i don't remember the show yeah. um and so anyways ooh, and she's like blocking it and hiding it and doing all the stuff but basically again setting up that like you know oh you got your letter of recommendation from princeton uh, you could do we better, better. stallone was in the movie cool yeah. <laughs> uh, and so eventually he leaves when he leaves we do see uh, a bust of harold ramus they put in the hallway there to honor uh, harold that, um, that bust there greg uh was later donated to the harold ramus film school at chicago second city where ramus began his Career. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Oh. Um, and so then she's like, "Fuck!" And then she goes back to the Amazon page, reads that Abby is teaching at some uh, garbage college, Higgins Science Institute. Uh, and so she's like, "I'm gonna go find Abby." And so she goes from her prestigious University of Columbia uh, to Higgins, which is just a dark bag school. People are fighting out front. Nothing's really happened. She goes up there. She comes into Abby's lab, and Abby thinks she's the uh, what would you call it? The Wong Tong soup person. <laughs> <laughs> and so she starts yelling, not having seen him or her, uh, Kristen Wake. And then she comes out as the delivery guy comes in, Benny. Uh, she gives he gets the soup from her. It's got one uh, wonton in it. It's split in half. Uh, uh, she's mad she about check? that. Why doesn't she check? She waits till he leaves, and then it pulls For it out and is like. Oh, just one. It's bad comedy. I hate this. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I understand. No, I mean, again, I don't think it's bad comedy. I fucking legitimately, when she takes the whole thing out at the, at, at the end and it's packed full of, what do we call them? Wong Kongs? What do you call them? <laughs> That's good Wontons. comedy right there. See that? 
That's a good right callback. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Right, when she, takes out, the, when she takes out the thing at the end, she's like, "I'm just looking for a normal amount of wontons." In I, I feel like that, like that, that's backwards. They should have had her not say anything, take it out, and be like, "One, there's one." You know, like that would have been. Instead, it's set up, and then she doesn't like check it, and then he leaves. Then it's like, "Oh, they got one again." Uh, it's so so bad. This movie's awful. So this is where we get Holtzman introduced. Uh, they're here. They're doing research. They've already found proof of ghosts. They have an EVP. Oh, what now? Oh, I know what it is. Okay, and they go over there, and then it's just a queef joke. And then she's like, whatever. <laughs> and, they, and the whole problem, Kristen Wiig, of course, is like, Abby, take the book down. Like, I need you to take the book down. I'm up for 10 years, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm not going to take the book down. Like, you know, I'm making good money off it kind of thing. Um, and so then they argue about it for a while, and then uh, Kristen Wiig lets it slip, of course, that, uh, you know, some oh, how did you even find out about it? This guy came in. He had a ghost over at the Aldridge Mansion or whatever. Uh, they grabbed their coats. They're ready to leave. Kristen Wiig's like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to go do this. Blah, blah, blah. Can you? And basically, they get to a deal of, okay, I'll take the book down. I'll consider taking the book down if you take us over there and introduce us to the guy uh, who uh, came over to the Aldridge house. And she was like, got it. Deal. So um, now they get into the cab and they go over to the Aldridge house and they get there and they get out front and be like, all right, let's go in. And then there's no, the this guy. is the part where Jared's across the street, and she's yeah. like, "I'm looking for Ed Mulgrave." And he goes, "Ed Mulgrave? He's been dead for, dead 15, for 15 years." years. And then Ed Begley Jr. walks up. She goes, "What? That? That's who I'm looking for." He goes, "Oh, that's Ed Mulgrave Jr." She goes, "Well, that's obviously, who I was talking about." Yeah, I, I feel like that's this is funny, funny, man. That's, that's, that's a funny joke. Yeah, that's lie. a funny joke. That was a funny. I, joke. It didn't do anything for me. This this felt like same thing. Like what Andy was saying where it was like, "What's a basic level joke?" All right, yeah, we'll do that. That's perfect. And it's just like, all right. Hey, man, I'm sorry. You're getting outvoted here, man. It's four it's to one right now. I, it's, it's funny, no bro. No problem. You're Walter Peck and we're the Ghostbusters. Now, now again, Kevin, this is like one of five, seven jokes maybe that didn't work. And the other like 70 just didn't work for me. Lots so of swings and misses. Lots yeah. of strikes getting thrown out. Yeah. All right. This one, this was a good one. Okay. Anyways, they eventually established that, yes, you know, there was a ghost inside. It, you know, he's here. He's not dead, but he got scared and he soiled his pants. No, oh, it was a pee or poo. No, if it was poo, can I get a sample? You want a sample? Well, what bang for the bang for the comedy, You know what I mean? Oh, he peed yeah. himself. It's like, all right. The bar is so low with every joke. And they're like, all right, we'll go in there and we'll investigate this then. All right. And they're like, yeah, go in there. And this is when he says, you know, you're gonna die in there. And they're like, well, you didn't. You I don't what do you I, I don't you yeah, know you what didn't I don't die. even so why would I? the stairs fell out from you. You saw the green light. It looks like maybe again to Nick's point, the stakes are higher, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're lower than they were in Ghostbusters 1 and 2. I don't even know what's happening with these ghosts. Uh, uh, the girls go in there, and they're investigating. They're looking around. The door is locked. They shake it. That's weird. Uh, you know, Kristen Wiig at one point, uh, they, well, Abby brings out the PKE meter. Again, a cool-looking PKE meter. You know, again, they've reinvented the equipment here or whatever. It's got the crazy neons, and it's spinning around. around it, it looks like some like one of those, like, uh, when you go to see, uh, what, at Disney on Ice? And you're like at the Aladdin show, and they've you're they in have the crowd. Little, yeah, they they sell this little <laughs> thing that spins. I mean, I think that's what it was. It spins, and the lights open up. So, I. So you don't think it's cool? You don't think it's a good no, look? I, no, no, I I much prefer the, the you know the one we'd seen before with. The oh shit! Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like you know, I, I thought this one looked cool. I mean, I prefer the original PKE. Meter, I, you know like, what I mean? But this is a lot do, like do in Batman Forever about? when Chris O'Donnell, a.k.a. Robin, drove into that neon cult-like area and yeah. saved that girl or whatever. Yeah. And we were all like, what if we had a movie in this pocket dimension? That neon cult was cool. so cool. That neon this is cult fucking was really cool. Rad. How long do you this think Batman ever kissed the girl? 
How long do you think you could exist in that neon cult before one or all of us got a headache? It's like, I need normal light. It's like that time we rented the sex dungeon in E3. Yeah. And I was like, there's got to be a normal tungsten what, light bulb. What do you someplace. do at 3 p.m.? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you do? Oh, I mean, like anyways, my life. eventually Kristen uh, Wiig steps in some slime and she's like, ew. And then she's like, ew. And she walks over to, and the door's open too. She's like, ew. And she walks over to the girl. She's like, very funny. You know, you put the green stuff on the ground. You put the, you open the door. We know. You open the door. I don't open the door. Blah, blah, blah. And so then, of course, the ghost comes out of the basement. Again, it looks really, really cool, I think. Uh, and I was like, okay, cool. Cool looking ghost. Flies over to them. Uh, you know, yeah, Holtzman is eating Pringles here. Or is it, yeah, she's eating Pringles with the camera here and whatever. Uh, and then, you know, they have the PKA meter. Andy Cortez. Did we have any sort of uh, grading of quality of ghosts in the first two? No, Visually. we have not. Would you want? Do you want to start a new segment called Ghost Grades with Andy? No, 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 not, not, not by us. I just like. No, 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 no. I don't want. I don't want to theme song. We're great at ghosts. We're great at ghosts. Great at ghosts with Andy What's it gonna use? How is this octave we're hitting? (laughs) I hate it. Is it it A, B, C, (laughs) or is it one, two, three? (laughs) Guardians of Ghosts. (laughs) I, I, it's similar to how I didn't know about tornadoes until I saw Andy go to (laughs) Greece. I mean, like the grades. Andy, go to grades. Some goes. Yeah, yeah, Great, it makes it feel good. I just want to like cut to the the producer who's like push play on the theme song is like it's still going. <laughs> like it's, when is does it does the volume ever go down? <laughs> I need to talk over it. Um, in the same way that when I watched Twister and I didn't know, uh, that's when I learned like F1 through F5. And in here, they kind of have a scale of like, oh, oh th- you mean that? <laughs> what's, what's hilarious is Greg just realized what you mean. And yes, there is, in fact, like levels of spectrums from, from the first one. From the first two? Yeah, I think yeah, there yeah, are, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think yeah. They reference those. Got it. Yeah. Okay, okay. One of when uh, when Dan Aykroyd shows up in this one, and he's like, "Whatever, that's just a free floating." It's it's a yeah. play on what he did before. Because I, I I always wonder because they mentioned like this first ghost that they encounter looks very elaborate and a lot more detailed than say Slimer or or the just floating lights like the, those more like apparition sort of uh, uh, trailing spirits in Final Fantasy VII remake and the. Uh, th- I thought that was a cool concept. I, I guess I didn't remember from part one and two, but it's, I like kind of having that level of. They use it way more here, and they all use it. Where it's, it's like, like you know it's what like I mean, the like midi chlorines here. It, 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 in Ghostbusters one and two, it's more of like a Egon and Ray thing. They go back and forth with a little bit oh. about the classes or whatever, and you know what you know, full specter, vaporous apparition, kind of shit like that. Like they're the ones doing that, and it's more like science talk here and there. It's it's said more here. It is definitely said more here. Oh God! And not the outro theme song. Integrated <laughs> 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 some ghosts. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. I really like the grades. Um. Oh yeah. So the ghost shows up. Eventually, Aaron's like, "I'll try to talk to it." Uh, she goes over there and talks to it, and it just barfs in her face. And they all talk about how beautiful it is. But she is a very abrupt, uh, huge uh, thing of vomit that again breaks the frame. I really liked it. I remember watching it in theater like it. I liked it again here. Right? Again, it's just like poof, colorful as all hell. The frame breaking the way they do. I like, I'm with Tim. I thought it, that was a really nice. Stuff. 
in 3D, the frame breaking was like revolutionary. Like it made it feel so. Because I, I remember we watched, or I watched this in 3D, and that like there's two moments, like one where the the whip gets out of the frame, and it's like wow, it makes it feel like it's it's actually. Damn, um, I never even recognized that. I never popping out. Yeah. I didn't notice those moments. Anytime there's particle effects, Andy, like from this moment on, essentially, <laughs> anytime they have the things out, it it breaks the the letterbox. Because uh, I always watch on shrooms. I do like hardcore shrooms and acid. Yeah, totally. Me and too. I see the particles <laughs> everywhere, like everywhere. All over the place. You don't know what's real and what's fake. You know what I mean? Uh, and so, you know, the ghost pukes on her and then it runs, out, it flies out of the, the building. They chase after it. They're filming. They're freaking out about it. Uh, and then after it's gone, they have this moment of like, we did it. We saw a ghost. And Abby and uh, uh, Kristen Wiig, ghosts are real. Ghosts are real. It cuts to a YouTube page and it pulls back to uh, the guy from Game of Thrones watching it with her. And her being like, who's that? I don't know. And he, you know, she's fired, obviously, from the university. She's not going to get tenure for that. She's ridiculous now, right? Some of the comedy and so, here and using the YouTube and all that stuff, not necessarily my favorite thing. It's a trope we've seen a million times at this point. But the moment of them seeing the ghost, kind of freaking out about it, the way the music swells there, and then like gelling as a group of just being hyped about this together, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really yeah. good. Yeah. And I even thought that like it cutting was funny. It's just like some of the dialogue there. I'm like, oh, who's that? It's like, ugh, you ruined this. But like, I thought that was an earned moment. And I thought that from that moment on, I'm like, cool, we're about to have the Ghostbusters. That's pretty cool. So, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, the version that you guys watched without the boyfriend, does she walk the hall with her box? And she's like, just yes. taking my plane yeah. for a walk. And yeah. 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 We're seeing the movie. I We're seeing the movie? Every oh, joke she makes doesn't land, and it goes on so long. Damn, you think that's the worst scene? So weird. I really do. I think, I think because they let her improv. It, it's an example of the worst things of this movie, and that's all there is happening in the scene, where it's mm. just her improving none of it's working they're just letting it go to be like well maybe the next one's gonna hit maybe the next one maybe the next one and it all feels in disservice to her character like they just kept rolling on the shot <laughs> it just kept yeah, rolling totally i ugh, didn't like do that. it Kristen. do it do whatever you want <clears throat> uh eventually she leaves though and she goes back to uh 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 muslim abby's abby's uh, uh place of higgins. business at school higgins, higgins school. thank you very much and she's you like you guys got me fired no, well, Abby, I remember for some reason. Kristen Wiig, I, I, I have to call Kristen Aaron. Wiig. Her name's Aaron. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna call her Kristen Wiig. Um, and so yeah, you guys got me fired from my job for doing this. Well, that sucks, and yada yada yada, blah blah blah. And that, but it's that thing of like, what are you doing? You, we have proof that their ghosts exist. We have proof. We have on you know documented science fact. You should just come work here. It'll be super easy. We'll go upstairs. We'll tell the dean. We just need more money. And you cut to up there, the dean flipping out, right? Of like, I didn't know we still employed you people. <laughs> like, how long has this been going on? And he's like, and then you know they do the thing of like, not only is it a dirtbag school, he's a dirtbag guy in like a Hawaiian shirt who's the dean right i do like the line of this like i'm not gonna let you sully the 12 year reputation of this school <laughs> uh the what there was a movie where some kid fakes like going to like college except oh yeah accepted yeah, Devin Sour? yeah. justin uh, long no, justin long and justin uh, long, that's it, yeah oh, i'm thinking of slackers but that the, is uh, justin Sour, yeah. the 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 dean there's the scene where like a parent is coming and wants to talk to the dean and they have Lewis, uh, Black. Lewis Black. Yeah. And I feel like the acting, like Lewis Black was pretending or was acting like a person pretending to be the the, uh, the, dean. the dean. And I feel like the acting is on par of like, oh, man, they they go so hard on this joke. And it's just it doesn't hit with the exception of the 12 year thing. 
Yeah. And get a laugh. Because again, then it's back. To, it's like, okay, yeah, you're a dirtbag school. But then he starts flipping them off and doing the, you know, blowing the it bird. up like a balloon. And it's a bird. Do this. It's like, hey, that, that, all that I, I got two words for here, right? And she's like, he's going to say suck it. He wouldn't say suck it. Suck it. He said suck it. It's, I like that it. seems a lot. And I don't like it. But I will say, when he chases them out as they're stealing the equipment and you realize he's wearing shorts and flip-flops for some reason that people got a laugh out of me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why yeah. I was just like, Oh fuck. That's, that's funny. Great. So there's, uh, there's something here for you. Uh, it, it's either this scene or one of the other scenes they're talking to one of the deans or whatever, but uh, they, they have a line that says, unlike Columbia, this institute's hundred percent behind us. And it's a reference to the original movie where Columbia university allowed them to use it for filming, but they weren't allowed to save the name. Like they said, mm-hmm. don't mention it. Oh, so. interesting. Mm-hmm. Something there. Wow. <clears throat> As you said, though, yeah, the Dean, you know, it's over. Get out of here. So, uh, yeah, you know, the women go down there. They get their stuff. They wheel it out. And then, yeah, this is the thing where he comes out yelling at them. They get, they get the cab. They would easily be caught, but they get, take off. Stealing the, is wrong. Yeah, yeah, if he just, like, put in any effort to run. Yeah, I do like where he, I think his line is, like, come back here with that useless garbage. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care about it. He just doesn't want them to have it. Andy, um, flip-flops is always scary. Hard, Andy. Like, you never know when you're going to tear them in half. Yeah. Yep. Also, like the honest. the safety of your toes is that uh, there's is a in lot danger, of danger you know? there. Yeah, I get. You know, you're not supposed to drive in flip flops. I always I do. do. I have doesn't surprise me. Driving flip flops in the car. Kevin Switching has his own. He takes them out of the glove compartment like you would yeah. take driving gloves out, but he puts the flip flops <laughs> exactly on. Right. Yeah, That's I like great. the idea that Kevin like takes his shoes off and replaces <laughs> them in the car with flip flops. Got to driving. It's really on. crowded down there too. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, it's all right, so from here we get introduced, I should say, to uh, Patty, of course, uh, uh, Leslie down there, Leslie God, Jones working. Yeah, there's a lot. I won't lie to you. I opened up the YouTube. Uh, studio because i wanted to see what the chat reacted to me and andy's amazing song back there and there was definitely a moment where my heart sunk when i saw we'd been going an hour already yeah. <laughs> i was like oh no there's so much left like 15 minutes into this movie right there's now so the recap right now let's I mean, we, could, we could just pretend that we fell asleep for 30 minutes and just jump ahead like right here, like yeah. when when Tim gets back, we could be like, all right, hit me, hit me with that uh, haiku and review, everybody. <laughs> Wait, now, guys, 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 hold on real quick. This is a conversation to have. Do we want to skip ahead? Because we can definitely skip ahead. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you got to roll with me, though, right? Yeah, all yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> all right, now Abby's testing out a bunch of the equipment, all right? So, like, yeah, of course, they had already had uh, the not-so-successful test down in the subway, right, uh, where none of the stuff had worked. But when they left that, as I had said already, right, uh, Holston was like, I understand the differences. We need to get a backpack, be more mobile, all that jazz, right? Yeah. That was cool, I- though, because we've already seen, like, her be like, here is the equipment, right? And that's always a great scene in any movie like this that you look forward to where she's like, check out this cool new equipment. And we had that in the first Ghostbusters. And I was thinking to myself, Greg, do you think we need two more of these scenes in this in this movie? Do you hey think man. we need two Again, more? Again, well, I mean, you this is the first one, right? Because you got the you got the debut of the equipment that we already talked about, of course, in the subway where they, you know, saw the ghost and yeah, uh, we, we, did, yeah, we talked the very about limp, and the very limp stream right. of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So then this next thing is all right, cool. I've empowered, I've made it stronger, right? And again, this scene in the back alley. Where again, Patty, as I, I hate to repeat myself like this, Patty's already, you know, just decided to join the team. Her dad's got a car, or her uncle has a car. That's how they're going to. It's all they her. needed to bring her in the team. Uh, it's this idea that, all right, cool. Now they're in the back and they're going to test all this equipment. And like, this had always been my fear for the record of like a 2016 or a modern take on Ghostbusters was going to be this like 
slapstick, stupid CG comedy. So sure as shit, let's put Melissa McCarthy into this proton pack and some pads. And mm. she's zapping and mm. she's flying and she's, you know, getting twirled around. And like, just got to let her wear itself out, Tim. I Her idea. Her idea. Of course she, it was. This wasn't in the script and she convinced the director I, to make this happen. I, again, this isn't me. Criti- this, I... I I get it. I understand it. I understand why it's there. This would be the equivalent. Remember that, you know, there was definitely a Ghostbusters 3 where they're trying to get Farley involved. And it would have been the same thing of he would have been falling through tables and walls and shit. Like, I understand, like, that's funny. And, like, people like that. I just don't like the scene in terms of it. But she tries out the equipment. Is it it funny? Sorry? You know? I said, is it funny, though? I don't know. People watch Young Sheldon, Kevin. I'm not going to sit here. I I cannot tell you what's funny. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I guess you're right. You're right. People do watch Young Sheldon. That's a you know great I mean? point, Greg. Jesus Christ. Well, that's I mean, the that's most correct I, you've ever been in your life. Straight thank up. You. I mean, if we want to go on, oh, I know we're, we've been making great time on this plot. If we want to go on a di- diatribe here, right? I'll tell you what, every time you watch a CBS game and they go to commercial, like, like, it's ninth season of this fucking thing you've never heard, and it's America's number one comedy. There's always a moment where I'm like, did I skip dimensions? Where the fuck am I? What the shit is this? Who watches this? I've never heard big news. CSI Vegas is back, baby. Gil Grissom. Can't believe it. Can't believe it making up people wait know. andy for reals yes he's like yeah with the whole cast yeah kill grissom's coming back no crazy, crazy. Oh, that's cool that's exciting yeah he's a he's a silver fox he's more of a silver fox than he was before I'm google it right now yeah so we leave this and they're like you know what we know we got the special effects we know we've added a bunch of things all this stuff like let's you know try to ground the cast now all right They are in New York, the city that never sleeps and is known for its delicious pizza. So let's have them gather around some Papa John's before we knew he was a straight-up racist and have them sit there and talk about and share their lives. How did you guys get to know each other? Oh, in the seventh grade, uh, Abby moved here, and there was a ghost. This is is, uh, Aaron, by the way. This is Kate uh, Christensen. Uh, Remember when Papa John was proud to report that he hadn't said the the Edward in a long time? There's a reckoning coming. Remember when he warned us of the reckoning? You know what I mean? He warned, yeah, and then COVID he hit. Fucking yeah. all said. He was ready for whatever was about yeah, to happen with us. He was going to get us. He was going to. He, he was, was so proud of himself. No. Like, How yeah. much do you say it, bro? It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. You're raising. And so. Real, real quick. Sorry, is Ted Danson associated with CSI at all? Ted Danson? Not that I know of. Okay. No. Like, why is the first image? Because I just Googled it. The first image. <laughs> of CSI? Is that not Ted Danson in the middle right there? That is Ted Danson. Yes, Elizabeth. he did. Yes, he did have a, a, a run. Yes, 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 yes. You're right, Kevin. Oh, he, right. He is, is that Elizabeth Shue? Who's behind him? No, that's the girl. And then that's the guy. <laughs> okay, that was helpful. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. She, like, she was ghost she girl. Show and girl, right? The that's neighbor her story? died. And the yeah. neighbor died, and she kept coming over for a year or some shit, and nobody believed her except Abby. Abby's the one who didn't make fun of her, didn't call her ghost girl. They became friends from that. Um, then, is it here where they do the musical number? Where the Feels Tim, right. Yeah, where they bust out the old seventh grade thing. Oh, I would love to see that. Uh, and and, she, and uh, 
then she immediately regrets it. I thought that was funny. Leslie Jones like, oh, I'd love to see the seventh grade paranormal thing you had. They had the photo of it. And she's like, oh, I still have it. And she's like, I immediately regret saying yeah. that. Th- and this then whole what- bit really worked for me. I don't think it's the funniest thing ever, but I thought that it was like uh, a good example of where I wish the rest of the movie kind of would add up to like that type of, of humor where I think they did a good job. That does remind me more of what I like about the Paul Feig movies. And uh, yeah, I, I thought that was I funny. Need- I thought Leslie Jones was hilarious. and being like, oh, fuck, I immediately regret this. I need a reminder. I don't even know what the hell y'all are talking about I don't know right what now. They're talking about either. I, can't I was going to say I, I was I I as I told you earlier I would be uh, 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 cheating as I often do not. I never cheat, or I often don't cheat. Where I don't look at the movie while we do it. But I was like, wait a second, and I started skipping around. I'm like, yeah, that's not in the cut you guys would have seen last night. There's a whole another scene where they give a little bit more backstory to uh, Kristen Wiig's character and Abby's character, and in the seventh grade and the stupid oh. science fair presentation they did. And actually, while very not great and very weird i liked the leslie jones joke of it tim i liked kate mckinnon's back and forth with her and i appreciate that they lay out the plot of the movie because they do the whole thing of like good if you don't protect the lines the dimensional burial die or something like they say something you're like oh okay cool because that's what this guy's doing because you cut away from it to the guy going to the ozzy osbourne show the ozfest show oh god where he goes in there and he's going to set up another one of his little devices or whatever Never uh, has there, there for two seconds. Why? Why it have to be Ozzy Osbourne's Ozfest? Now, just to say you're wankers or whatever. Never has there been a worse, uh, I, I guess, showing of a fake live band. What is this band doing? I've never. I, maybe they're a real band. I don't know. But this lead singer, terrible. what are you doing? This is awful. Nobody would think this is cool. One of my favorite things that happened this episode so far is that Greg went on this whole diatribe about like he's not cheating or whatever, and I wasn't really clear what he was talking about. And then he came back to it, I guess now like three hours into the show, and explained it again. And now I understand what he's saying, and it just proves he's a fucking maniac that in his mind it would be cheating. It would, like Greg thinks that he has to do this plot from memory. Line by or line. Else, and for the record, he's what not I'm doing his job, man. <laughs> For the record, if you're at home being like, I'm really let down in Greg, what I normally do is, or not normally, I should say, what I've been doing for the whole episode is I have it on Amazon here, right? And you can go to scenes. And so I have the scenes laid out. But then I was like, wait a second. I dialed into the scene here to see if, in fact, and then it goes from Kristen Wiig being in her stupid MIT sweatshirt to her being in the turtleneck. And I was like, they did cut this out. Andy and Nick don't know what's going on. I have to stop the entire show to let them know. I was very confused. Yeah, Love it. Um, and so on top of that ex, ex, uh, exhibition, no, uh, uh, what, I, uh, uh, what are you looking for? Mountain, Mountain Dew. Exposition, exposition, not oh. exhibition, exhibit. Ex- ex- on top of them explaining the story there in, in a song, the news then comes on and this is where Bill Murray's character is introduced, right? Mm. Of like, ghosts are fake. In this video, these people put out of the subway ghost is fake and everything's fake. So don't believe it. Don't worry about it. It sucks. And everybody's like, okay. And then the Ghostbusters are real mad about this. But while they're mad about it, uh, a phone call comes in and Chris Hemsworth answers it and he hangs up real quick. And like, what, what was that all about, Chris Hemsworth? And he's like, oh, it was uh, these people. And he says something garbled and they oh, put it all right. together. That's right. He's in the movie. That's right. Oh, well, yeah. Andy, don't forget, we we already went through the whole boobs thing and the interview mm-hmm. process we had and the glasses and how he kept rubbing his nose. No, yeah. yeah. We went through we, all that stuff when Tim was at the bathroom. We, of course. Skip, we somehow managed to do 20 minutes of this movie when Tim's. I swear to God, shut Weird. the fuck up. We made a promise and a pact, all right? You shut the fuck up. Anyways, and so then they go to the Ozzy Osbourne thing because that's what the call was. He had two things like, do you like me playing the saxophone or listening to the saxophone? I like that joke too. I like that joke too. Come on, it's fucking funny. Like that to me is like legit 
hilarious like laugh out loud again i there had like five moments in this movie that made me laugh out loud and that is one of them Dude, it's again every time there's a bunch of eyes. chuckles sprinkled throughout this film but it's just the all the the, the wasteland of movie between it that gets a yeah. for um so the, they get the call they run out there we get the ecto-1 reveal for the first time which should be super fucking cool and it's not it's just it's cool okay the ecto-1s i like how big so the logo lame. is i think it's lame i don't like the look of the car Whatever. i don't like the way they revealed it i don't like the score that they had with it like all of this was just such a, a letdown because what we were talking about earlier it's like let's take the old stuff and we have the technology andy we can make this look how we want it to look and it's like that's how you want this to look that sucks like their outfits the ecto-1 design and just they're like reveal of it all like yeah. the, the in the first movie when you first see the ecto-1 rip out of the damn uh <laughs> <house> and i <like laughs> go around and there's smoke coming up and like it obviously has weird matte paintings and there's like some some issues technically with it you but let them go hype. you let them right. go because it's hype and it means something and it was earned with this it's like holy shit you had such a great setup and y'all just dropped the ball well i mean that we even with the costumes from the first ones right like when you i mean greg you'll obviously agree with me on this one when you saw that when you were a kid you're like i gotta get one of those that's the coolest costume i need that it's cool it's a flight suit they look kind of like sciencey but also adventurous. these ones i mean they even make a joke about it like you look like garbage men and it's they just don't look designed at all it's it's almost like they're like these are too simple let's put these hideous stripes on them you're like why well that's how they had to differentiate right and of course it's you know the movie plot uh, a reasoning of it you know it's something you don't talk about in you know the original ghostbusters because i guess why would you need to but they make a point of it here right of like here this will stop your clothes from getting slimed right when leslie jones like i swipe these from work like this is why we should wear these which again speaks to the whole like core of what ghostbusters was right it was the idea that these guys were garbage men they were utility workers it was this blue collar thing they were doing that was science fiction or whatever but that's all stuff that like they thought about when they wrote the script they didn't make a point to put in the script yeah. they, you know what i mean they didn't go out of their it's way subtext. to justify and it's explain subtext it kind of yeah right but 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 to the to that degree though they still made stuff look cool and in this one it just looks uh, it, it just the creative choices i think with a lot of costuming and stuff like that just leave and and i personally the gadgets and stuff like that i just i don't like them that much i mean again it goes back to what i think we're, i was talking about earlier at the movie right of just like being in this mid place of like trying to be, we're gonna do something different but we're also gonna do something very f- familiar you know what i mean and like just missing the mark of like yeah like i again like whether this movie is good or bad right like i should have a ghostbusters 2016 jumpsuit in my closet i do not whether this movie is good or bad, I should have had a Ghostbusters 2016 Proton Pack in my movie. I do not. Like, none of it's none of it's cool. Like, it all feels like you are just copying the original, which is why I w- much I w- would have totally rather seen them. I And I don't even know what the fucking movie would be, but do something radically different, right? And again, like, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which we haven't talked about too much in all these movies, because, of course, we're going to eventually review it, is set up to be not dramatically different. Obviously, the Ecto-1's in it. Obviously, there's Proton Packs and Traps in it, but it is... In Oklahoma, it is all these kids. It is like, what the fuck's going on? And they piece it together. And sure, the Ghostbusters are going to show up at the end and help them or watch them solve it and save the day with their old equipment or some shit. But like, that is infinitely more interesting than we're trying to tell the Ghostbuster origin story again. Here are four. Oh, man. Let me tell you, these are four characters. All right. And they yeah. need to start going to business for them. Like, oh, like but how are we going to know it's Ghostbusters? Well, guess what? There's going to be slime and there's going to be the Ecto-1. And there's going to be all these hallmarks in the movie. It's almost like if, if Tim asked me to write like a uh, an, a video essay on a game I've never played. And sure. I just Googled a bunch of the things. And like the first five things that I saw, I was like, well, these must be the things that you care about for Destiny. So here's what these are. <laughs> it's like, God, totally I would love that. Please <laughs> write a video script for Destiny. Nick explains Destiny. The plot. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyways, they go through and it's fucking Ozfest and everything we've said is happening. And like they got uh, Stuart from Mad TV there as like the you know mm-hmm. the basically the uh, hotel manager from Ghostbusters One. We need to and see him in more stuff. He's great. We do need to see him. Michael uh, McDonald. Somewhere, somewhere again. Long run you'll, you'll remember him, Andy, because he is one of the main antagonists in The Heat. Oh. Sentimental fool. They find another device. I uh, I think it might go off. I forget if this is the one that goes off. No, this yeah, this one, no, uh, whatever. They also smelled the other device that they found in the subway and all the pieces. Maybe they smell this one. I don't fucking remember. Uh they go there, the fucking ghost gets out. There's a mannequin that chases Patty at one point. That was cool. Now um, again, this is what I'm talking about here, right? She they split up and we get a moment of like something that's kind of scary, right? She's walking around. They're walking around this, these spooky hallways. <laughs> she again, another funny joke. She she that's a room walks, full of nightmares. I'm not going not in. Not going in <laughs> there, right? Away. And then the, the the realization when she looks back and the mannequin standing there, and she's like, I didn't. That wasn't there before, right? Mm-hmm. Please don't look at me. Please don't blink or whatever. And the mannequin like like does that's scary. That's a legitimate like. Oh my god, that's and, and Leslie yeah. Jones, I think, did a great job in that scene. Um, and so yeah, then it's a, a dragon, it's a ghost dragon. Is a dragon ghost, the, he flies around, he comes out. The rocker's like, Yeah, this is fucking cool. And the, the AV guy's like, That's not mine. And so the fucking thing's there, and it throws the guy, lead singer, into some fucking speakers. And the Ghostbusters come out, and they're the like, The idea uh, that, an- that anybody on stage wouldn't stop playing and put like, <laughs> like this, movie's, <laughs> this movie's stupid and unrealistic, and blah, blah, blah whatever. Because uh, I know, like, whenever we point out unrealistic stuff, they're like, Andy, this movie's about busting ghosts. What are you talking about? And it's like, okay, but, like, I hate the sequence where they, there's a, there's a small moment where they kind of zoom in on Kristen Wiig, and she's like, we got to blast the fucking thing. And the guitarist is right next to her, and he's, like, shredding on a solo. <laughs> it's like, this would not happen. I was, would I, just, I, everybody I, would I, stop. I appreciate like uh, Idle Hands. Uh, remember in Idle Hands when the Offspring's playing the Halloween dance, and he comes up and he grabs. He's like, "You gotta get out of here! My hand's gonna kill you all!" And like the Offspring guy pushes on. All right, kid, you've had your fun. And the hand drops and rips his head as a uh, scalp, uh, yeah, scalp off, off. And everybody panics and runs. You're like, "Yes, that would be a legitimate way to escalate this situation." Yeah, when 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 our pieces of architecture are being blasted off the ceiling and the walls and falling on people like that people would say you know this is a this is a danger everybody's in danger right now get out this is an emergency please leave evacuate and this is one of those things tim you know you mentioned earlier of like oh biblical proportions a call back to like you know a, a line from ghostbusters again there are several of those throughout mass hysteria obviously being i think the most obvious one but other things they've thrown out there there's another one here that like i could be reading too much into it of course but for my eye, when the light falls here, it looks exactly like part of Dana Barrett's building that falls there. And I think it's very much like a callback. They, another line, another thing is they walk into there and like, oh, Art Deco, like Art Deco, very nice from Ghostbusters 1. Like, There's a bunch of that in here. Again, peppered into it. Reminds you, of course, hey, fans, we're one of you. We're with you. Remember all this cool stuff from your other movie? Now we, we're modernizing. It's a different universe here. Anyways, Dragon shows up. They want to fight it on stage, but they need to get out into the crowd so nobody will move. So, like, all right, we'll do it your way, rockers. And they jump in and crowd surf. Or, well, uh, Melissa McCarthy crowd surfs. Uh, Leslie Jones jumps, falls. And I don't know if it's a race thing or a woman thing or a lady thing, but I'm getting, uh, I'd like that joke still, too. Yeah. I, I like that joke, too. Uh, they get up. Uh, the ghost flying around uh, eventually gets on top of uh, Leslie Jones' shoulders. She tries to walk out. I forget how they get out of it. And again, proving that Leslie Jones, I think, is the best in this, like because she's the only person kind of playing it sort of straight. It's honor. honor they're like, they're like, she's like, don't, 
I'm oh, I'm real tired. I'm, I'm really tired. tired. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave. I'm like you can't don't, don't say anything. <laughs> I thought that was a fun scene. And so yeah, they bust this ghost here. Uh, I think I skipped around, but like there is the moment, Andy, you were talking about earlier, right, where they all pull their they pull their uh, I guess what would have been a Neutrona wand. I don't know what they're calling them here necessarily. And they all blast off and they, it's shooting off the screen and doing all that stuff. And they're you know wrapping them up and doing that. Their ghost trap I think sucks. Again, if we're talking about the the, the tech and stuff, it's just yeah. like a giant. A long propane tank that <laughs> sucks in a ghost. Like, all right, whatever. I also, I also, I meant to call this out earlier. Uh, not earlier. It when Tim went to pee for five minutes, and we somehow skipped twenty five minutes of the movie. Uh, <laughs> but like, when uh, uh, the uh, I thought you know again, like this equipment not being cool and not feeling cool. Like, I don't know how many takes they have of it, but like when they do split up, like you were talking about earlier, Nick, Kate McKinnon pulls her stick, and it immediately um, the cord gets tripped up, and that's like still the, the scene they use. It's like, yeah. She just doesn't look cool to have and be fun. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I agree. They bust this ghost though, and they walk out, and we get the very Ghostbusters 1984 thing, right? Of everybody filming, everybody celebrating. Uh, we get the news report of them doing it that they stopped this ghost, and this is really fucking cool, right? And it was like, yeah. And so they're celebrating back at the Chinese food restaurant that we talked about when they couldn't afford the firehouse, like we talked about a while ago. And uh, this is when you know uh, 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 Bill Murray shows up. And he's like, I'll be the judge of this. And it's this very weird scene because, of course, it, it does not make any sense to be in this film and it was shoved in at the last second. And I really uh, thought he was going to show up and be like, I'll be the judges and be like, look, I believe you all. OK, what we need to do is you need to come back to my compound. We, like, I thought that was going to be a bigger sort of plot thing here with Bill Murray. And no, he's just kind of a he's a denier. He is. He goads uh, Kristen Wiig into releasing the ghost so he can see it or whatever. Everybody's like, don't do that. She does it. It drags him out the window and kills him. This might uh, be the worst cameo appearance I can ever think of. In a movie. Stupid as fuck. Like, yeah. It's definitely the worst big cameo appearance where it's like this is expected we're all looking forward to how they're going to handle this what they're going to do and the fact that they did this and gave it as much time as they did it's like damn guys really really dropped the ball and i mean think about it too of like again how sad this movie is overall and again not even for ghostbuster super fans like me how sad it was to like think about and I don't know if it was the same for you because, again, like Bill Murray's my guy. Like we've talked about it, I think, in Ghostbusters 1, right? Of like my family, my dad and mom obviously loved the SNL cast, the originals. They love Bill Murray. So I grew up and I still do love Bill Murray, right? But I'll never forget being in the audience for Zombieland. And they pulled up to that mansion and it said BM on the gate. I'm like, where Fuck. are they going? Who is this going to be? And then the zombie gets up and it's Bill Murray. And then it's really Bill Murray. Bill and Murray. then he hangs out yeah. with them. And yeah. then him and Woody Harrelson run around dressed as Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. And I was like, are you to tim's point are you fucking kidding me with the Greatest most amazing cameo, cameo of all time mm-hmm. and now we are in ghostbusters 2016 a movie by this point you're like this is not panning out for anybody and then it's like here comes bill murray like oh like what are we doing and then he gets killed you're like that was that's how this nobody thought to just turn him down i'm sorry bill the movie is too far gone you or had just, your chance to be a part of it we can't put you in it or just maybe leave it at the part where he's on the tv Sure. Yeah. Good enough. Why? Yeah. yeah. He just he's out there. Yeah. To got him in there. He's wearing a funny hat. There you go. Bill wanted to wear that funny hat. That's all we have to and say. And again, talk, the movie's yeah. paling into comparison. Like, and you're talking about hype and you know the limp reveal of the Ecto One in this movie, right? And never really getting into it. The limp. Okay. Cool. Like, ah, oh, we're the Ghostbusters and we're fighting something together. And how cool it is for me, even to the montage, right? Of like. We did it. We came out of our first big job. And like, think about like 1984 when they come out, right? No, no job is too big. No fee is too big. And it's Casey Kasem and it's that radio guy and it's newspapers and it's how's Elvis. And have you seen him lately? And it's like, 
this is fucking awesome. And it's so building this world out and fleshing out. Cause even Larry King, right. Of like, some people are claiming, you know, the Eastern seaboard's alive with all this. And like, are they the st- cause of it all? Or are they the solution to it? And like, there's like such a great fucking thing that happens. And I granted their ghostbusters aren't blowing up that way, but it's still a awesome scene where this feels like, yeah, this is like, we're parroting that and we need to go quicker and we need to be mm-hmm. done with things out of here or whatever. Anyways, though, they kill this guy, at which point, you know, they have to talk to the policeman outside and they make some jokes out there that I don't recall. And then in my (laughs) version of the movie, right, this is where the boyfriend shows back up for no reason whatsoever. And then the cop or no, then the the, what looked to be Secret Service guys show up, one of them from Upright Citizen Brigade and one of them, uh, uh, the guy with the scar, Chucky White, who just passed away. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's his name? Do you remember? I remember him from Boardwalk. I don't remember the actor's name. But yeah, we just lost him. Uh, they show up and you're like, oh man, it's Secret Service or whatever. No, they're the mayor's men. They're going to take you to meet the mayor. All right, we go to meet the mayor. And it's Andy Michael Garcia. K. Williams. Michael K. Williams, thank you very much. They go to meet the mayor and it's that uh, other woman whose name we couldn't remember too. And uh, I forget what stupid inane conversation they were having before everybody walked in, but they were It, was, it made me laugh. Maybe. What was it? it was, I remember it being like a weird, like, okay, that's a weird thing. To it's just a weird, a weird aside that has nothing, like a weird kind of like, no, you can't do that, mayor. But I forgot exactly what Cecily was telling him. Okay. And so then, uh, you know, and like what we talked about before, right? Where they're like, oh, yeah, we know this is happening. You need to stay out of it. Let professionals handle it. You know, we're going to have to go on the media and tell everybody that you're full of shit and like, you know, you can't do this anymore, but you can still do it, but don't do it. But you could do it, but don't do it. They're like, this is a weird plot point, but okay. Uh, They do that and they leave. And then uh, we go back and here's where you want, Nick, all right? What Holtzman does is pours herself into making more weapons for the girls. And so this is where you get another alleyway of, cool now we have crazy more crazy ghost weapons clearly by the way just a continuation of the first alleyway sequence (laughs) that they were like this is too long and then and then the editor was like you know what let's throw another sequence in there this will make sense right we got to show the other (laughs) ghost that we put out there so that when we get to the end people aren't completely thrown off guard by the fact they have a ghost chomper and a ghost fist yeah they have a they have the yeah the ghost fist and the ghost um the weed not weed whacker uh chipper the chipper. wood chipper uh yeah the things are cool grenades. i think the grenades cool and i think the plasma whips are cool but the chipper seems weird and unnecessary it's, and un- that's the ratchet and clank a, weapon you would never use tim do, 100%. Do also, thank you andy you got there you made my point <laughs> they do they the use them at finale, the end yeah. to get they through do? the parade of ghosts yeah. so they can get when into they when they get out. into the my favorite thing of yeah like god I like the end of this movie, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just painful to watch, I feel, and I don't enjoy it. But it is the idea of, like, for some reason, I forget what the line is, but it's like, they're making they're making New York go back in time or something like that. And so it's all these, like, classic times. Squ- like, here's where it's like we're reach- we're overreaching beyond the fact of, all right, there's all these nods to you for something you'd like if you're a Ghostbusters fan, including, you know, in, in Times Square, that's a big Twinkie being one of the ads. But then for the when the ghosts come and they turn the parade thing, they change Times Square to all these classic Times Square things and movies and references. So there's something you can see. And then on top of that, they're like, also, let's put up Superman 64 fog so that there's just shit. They're just always in, surrounded by fog. We don't have to worry about anything. And then they're like, also let's not have them trap ghosts let's just now they're wood chipping them or, yeah. or they are literally just throwing them at points with their pro Busting like them. what is the fucking point like what is going on and again i'm not uh, i'm with andy Busting on this one them. i'm not trying to get into the idea of okay cool it's a movie let it go it doesn't have to make sense it's just back to this whole thing of like what are the stakes it's what useless. is the, what is the point yeah. like what are we doing yeah. where it's just i like, i lost I, the whole thread at this point of the movie and it was just a 
a clusterfuck of ideas at the end. And yeah. that, what sucks about that is uh, a lot of things you just said, Greg, I really love the elements of. None the, of them sure. are earned. And if you work backwards from it, if you just walk in and just saw that scene, you'd be like, cool, I wonder how they set this up. You would have never bet the movie preceding it is what led to it because yeah. the idea of it going to like the 1920s or whatever uh Times square i think that's actually really rad and kind of giving a little bit more understanding of like these are ghosts through many years and all stuff new like york in new york game. very cool very cool but yeah just not cool in this movie not cool how they they build it up and because they don't build it up it just kind of happens that's my thing is if they were if, if early on they were like we're not even trapping the ghost like they keep saying we need to trap a ghost to bring it here so that we can show the world the ghost exists all right cool you know what i mean a little bit different than what you know the ghostbusters were trying to do and whatever and so if it was that like cool now we're just going to eliminate ghosts if we wrestle them with the the proton packs long enough they're exhausted and lay on the ground and we can get around if we can wood chip them and kill them we can blow them to smithereen like okay cool if we're establishing that's what we're doing but we're not we just get there and that's what starts happening like well how's anything why are we getting through any of this shit what are we doing i just i just feel like that like again this scene would have been cool if like weapons made sense in the world that they had shown us and so far they've just caught it like a ghost in that the can thing so it was yeah. like what why are they like all of these things like i don't understand how they're going to be used and then later when we see it it's like oh they don't either like they don't know how to use them and they like they just put them in here because they thought it looked cool and it just sucks and so uh from there we get more research right where eventually they figure out the key lines they're like oh, okay wait put everything on the map figure it out we got to figure out where you know we're, we're playing catch up we need to play offense not defense they f- track it back to hey it is the museum or not the museum i'm sorry the hotel uh that again we talked about already when we introduced rowan originally remember everybody when he was there and he got the call and was in the bathroom and then that, yeah. of, you know of course the same thing where you know patty had seen him she knew what he looked like all that stuff right because she had seen him when he went in the subway and he put up the bomb we remember seeing that yeah, we and then, of it. course, now yeah. we're there where what's there? They Google. It's the the hotel. Luckily, there's a photo of the current staff on there. And Patty's like, that's the guy. That's the weird guy who was telling me that the fourth you know level of circles or, or fourth apocalypse would leave us last or whatever the fuck. So they go over there. Uh, this is where you get Annie Potts cameo, right? She's on the phone. Uh, receptionist Janine, of course, right? Uh, you know, talking to them like, what do you want kind of thing or whatever. Like, you know, okay, well, we need this. Where's the weird guy? Oh, he's downstairs. They go downstairs. They find Rowan there. Uh, he's got all these, you know, again, we already talked about these uh, crazy mirror things he has with all the ghosts in him. He's got this crazy setup there or whatever. And they're like, stop it. And he keeps almost doing it. They keep stopping him. They keep stopping him real abruptly. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, it's up. It's over. You know, Aaron's like, you know, I used to be like you. You know, people not believe me or bullying me or whatever the fuck. And he's like, oh, okay, well then, you know, and I forget what they say. And he's like, I guess there's nobody thinking. He kills himself. He electrocutes himself. He dies. Uh, police show up. Holtzman shuts everything down. All is well. It ends well, right? Ghostbusters win. This is another big win for everybody. Save the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when they're leaving. Uh, Which the I, think mirror- it's, I, think, I think all of this is a pretty neat element. I don't think it's executed super well, but I I like the idea of the villain being like, I need to do this in order to see through my my yeah. full plan you know what i, mean? I agree too i think that's a, i think it's a really Agreed. cool idea because it's like unstoppable once he becomes a ghost yeah it, it's a cool storytelling element i just don't love how everything is, is executed and it does remind <laughs> me of a, of a of a tiktok short that i saw earlier of a guy <laughs> some guy on a beach who was like I'm, I'm a ghost and he's like wait you're a ghost he's like why are you why are you wearing uh trunks why are you in the water he's like when you die, you just you got to wear this. You got to. This is just what you great, wear. Yeah, when, a great TikTok. 
<laughs> you gotta wear one. And he's like, what is he saying? Uh, he's really not saying anything useful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it reminds you of the, it reminds you of this guy of like, yeah, like he's he's dead and now I guess he's gotta wear the clothes that that I mean, maybe not, because now he's just this different apparition and he just kind of becomes Liam Hem or Chris Hemsworth, the other Hemsworth. I said Liam. Not even there yet, man, right? So what yeah. happens is uh, you know, all's well that ends well. Uh they Can leave we go the, the mayor's person or? there, and the mayor person is like, Oh yeah, thanks for saving the day. We're still gonna throw you under the bus though and say this is a big lie. And so they do that, and that leads to Aaron feeling very dejected, and she goes home to sulk. Uh the other three Ghostbusters go back to the Chinese food restaurant. Um uh Aaron Aaron starts looking through the book they found because it was her book uh, that the Rowan was using and then she finds all sorts of notes in there and stuff and his whole plan and de very detailed diagrams talking about, you know, powering the the lines and then, you know, uh, blowing it, everything it, up and letting all the goose the, His detailed notes go from like notes on the the like the line margins. the margins yeah, yeah. to just drawings of what's going to happen. Suddenly he's storyboarding <laughs> the damn thing and it's like, all right. <laughs> Uh, and so Aaron panics and has to find the mayor. She figures out where the mayor is. I forget who tells her where the mayor is, but that's what's happening. Um, and then, meanwhile, back at the f not firehouse, firehouse. Um, Wait, so the this dude, sorry, real quick, this dude kills himself and just assumes that he can be a ghost. Oh, he like, knows that's how it works. A, yeah. That's a real. It's a risk. Like, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a big bet. Also, if anyone had started to disassemble. This giant contraption that he built in the basement of a hotel, like he crime scene, fucked, right? Can't, can't do it. Crime scene. Can't take it apart. Crime. No fingerprints. Gil Grissom, CSI Vegas. Uh, and so uh, Abby gets left alone uh, in the in the Chinese food restaurant when uh, the other two go out for food, and uh, then the door gets uh, jingle jangled, and then she panics and runs to. Ooh, the bathroom and locks herself in, which I thought was an interesting change for a ghost buster mm -hmm. scared of the ghosts that yeah. seemed to be scaring her. It wasn't so much that there was a home invasion going on mm. as much clearly something mm. spiritual is happening, supernatural is happening. And rather than grab any of her equipment, she runs mm. and hides. Didn't like Didn't that. Didn't think about that. Button. Didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, she gets in there, though, and, the, you know, uh, Rowan comes out of the faucet, hits her in the face, and she starts getting ectoplasm out of her ears and nose. Again, I did laugh when she looks in the mirror finally. And he's like, whoa, actually, I'm sorry. I didn't expect it to be this severe. <laughs> and then the whole thing feels the slime. Uh, we cut back probably to Aaron, who runs to find the mayor and runs in again. Hey, did you like Ghostbusters 1? Here's a throwback to Lewis Tully, Tavern on the Green, banging on the glass. Somebody let me in. And then, you know, as you were saying earlier, I'm like, oh, yeah. Funny you're here. Mm -hmm. No, no. 100%. I, can't, I can't. I'm not with no. you. Like, and the then, first and one. then, then. They, they, it's, it's a funny joke, but I feel like they diffuse it totally by being like, "She's a scientist; she shouldn't be this dumb," kind of thing, you know? Where it's just like, well, not I only that, like, but the the mayor is talking about how he doesn't really understand that a woman wasn't sawed in half in a magic trick before that, and you're like, "Is yes, he an idiot? You're right. What the fuck yeah, is you're right. right now? It, it starts right there, and and like I totally forgot about that, but like to like, me, no, it's two that women. totally like, no, no, is like one woman. I was there. I saw it. And you're like, what the fuck is that's, happening? Yeah, that's like, the conversation we were talking about. Right? Yeah. How is like someone so moronic? Like, wh like, why would they? Like, you can't have God. a character that's moronic and then also recognizes the, the moronicness in the other character that's happening. Like, it doesn't make like you're either super smart and get it, or right, you're a complete you fucking it. dolt. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just it's weird. Oh, so bad. Uh, so 
Kristen Wiig gets in there, tries to explain that this is all part of the plan. We have to shut power around in the entire city. You have to evacuate the city. This is also the Jaws joke. I like. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> they finally run over to get her, and he's like, this took this took far too long. And then she grabs the table and is yanking, and she's yelling, "Get everybody out of the city! Evacuate!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so then back at the the firehouse, I'm gonna keep calling it. Sorry, the Chinese food restaurant. Uh, you know, uh, Patty and Holtzman come back. And Patty's like, we got your sandwich because we know you get testy when you're hungry or whatever. Uh, she comes out acting all weird. Abby does. She immediately picks up a pipe. Holtzman like, oh, you found my pipe. Are you like my pipe? I found that today. I'm gonna. She just starts smashing the equipment. Oh, they run over there. They stop her. Uh, they get into a very bad, a very bad 2016 physical altercation in a comedy. As bad as it always looks, when people on fucking wires getting thrown around doing shit. The funny thing when she turns her head around, uh, like uh, Exorcist or whatever. So do you, do you get you get real strong when you're. Possessed? Possessed. Yeah, sure. they show that. Well, I guess they, they will show it Andy. later, but yeah. Andy, you're, you're a member of Conjuring and Review. You've seen this multiple times, the strength that the possessed people have, right? Oh, how could I forget? That's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure Andy, which one of those was your when, favorite in Conjuring and Review? Which one was, the, which one was your favorite? Oh, gosh. Two through seven. There's a good run in there. <laughs> what about La Llorona, huh? Huh? Oh no, no! It's so it's so fictional, you know. It's not it's not <laughs> based on true events, you know. And again, I do like the joke of the power of Patty compels you, and she slaps her and gets her, get the ghost out. Whatever, the ghost comes out, flies outside. Uh, they go to look, and then Kevin rolls up in his own jumpsuit, his own uh, little motorbike Ecto two, and his own little helmet. Again, you want to sell some fucking toys? He's, but, it, it, but like, what's the? He just decided that day he was going to become a Ghostbuster. You know, it's like, he told, is this? He, told him. he did. All right, yeah. Cool. He has a line where he's like, oh, yeah, I decided I, I got good news. I've decided to be a Ghostbuster. And uh, Melissa McCarthy's like, you're too beautiful. You're you're beautiful, but I don't have time to deal with this. Right. Tell you all the reasons that's dumb right now. Maybe it was just in my movie. I don't know. But it was there. All right. But yeah, even then, Kevin, yes, it's it's a 24 hour decision. So I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I wish there was some lead up to it. But again, maybe that wasn't in my version of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, I mean, it it doesn't matter. Yeah, the, uh, the sorry, the like the ghost uh, taking over. Oof, God, I don't know any of these people's names. Uh, <laughs> the the scene in the bathroom Abby. where like yeah. yeah, Patty. No, not Patty. The no, other no, girl. Abby, Abby, Abby. Yeah, Abby, Abby gets like you were saying. She gets like he looks in the mirror and says something that wasn't in mine either. And I kind of wish. Oh really? I wish I'd, yeah, I wish I'd seen the extended version. This because <laughs> that does. You seem, don't. Like, but right. it, it's, some, it, it's the same idea. It's like there's it's a couple of good jokes. Cut something out of this film. It's 44 minutes longer. <laughs> it's actually, I think it's 17 minutes longer. Hell yeah! Fuck. Uh, and so, okay, now the ghost possesses Kevin, uh, and he's like, oh, "I'm rowing or whatever. I'm gonna finish the plan." And they're like, "What? No!" And he races over to the hotel. Uh, I should have worked so, out. Yeah, exactly. That really should have worked out, right? And Kevin, we know that's a fucking lie. Uh, you gotta waste your time. You know what I mean? Three, you want to work out that much? Guess what? Everybody hitting, pumping the iron right now. You're not gonna be Thor. Only one person gets to be Thor. Don't worry about it. All right. Um, he goes down there. He executes plan. Does the thing. Hits the buttons. Whatever the fuck. Oh, also does the. Uh, uh, I, I again like the line where he runs into the guy from the werewolf movie from Ubisoft now. Uh, but the two cops that are there, he's like, oh, it's an active crime scene. You can't come in here. Uh, Handsome Clark Kent. And he's like, Mar-a-war oh, guy. or whatever he calls him. Because of the, oh, because of the, because the glasses right, is looking good. Oh, the cops. Oh, yeah. I, protecting- she is in the werewolf thing. Yeah. But she's also in this, too. Is she really? There's, there's a small snippet of a 
like we are getting a the T-Mobile uh, AT&T person girl? Yeah. Yeah, she when the when ghosts come out of the subway after he Kevin does all this, she's in a shot. Yeah, yeah. she like kind of busts open doors like, "Oh shit." Like it's just kind of like, "Oh, the public is freaking out." But I was like, "Oh, it's Milana, uh, fucking AT&T girl." And so he but does all that ghosts get released. Greg, that's interesting. The the cops were protecting the crime scene. So yeah. you t- nailed it on that one. Nailed it on that. Yeah. One. I'm here for you, buddy. Don't this worry. Got smart, yeah. yeah. Um, he releases the thing. Ghosts go everywhere. The city goes into night. There's, you know, it shoots green up. It's a beautiful day. It shoots green up. It becomes night. Everybody's panicking, running around. There's ghosts everywhere. Uh, Aaron's on the street trying to get back to Chinatown. She flags a cab down. It's Dan Aykroyd. She's like, where are you? He's like, where are you going? And she's like, I need to get to Chinatown. He's going, oof, I'm going one block short of there. <laughs> It's just a, which is a great fucking line. I know all you kids these days with your Ubers and shit. You don't remember how terrible it was getting a taxi and miserable. having to argue about where you were going. I wish I could. I'm going one block short, so I won't take you there. And she's like, oh, but there's all this stuff. And he's like, oh, what are you talking about? This is just a stage five free-flowing, whatever he says. I don't and do that. I don't do that. And I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Get the fuck out of here. Terrible. Pulls out. Terrible. Pulls out. Terrible. He's gone. He's gone. That's it. Um, meanwhile, the Ghostbusters are back at HQ. They got to go save Kevin. They gear up. They get in the Ecto. They drive off that way. Um, uh, we're Yeah, we're on different tracks now with everybody, right? So the Ghostbusters then get to Times Square. They can't go any further. They get out of the car. They start walking. What happens? Slimer. They get to a hot dog cart. What's in there? Comes out. It's Slimer, everybody. Your favorite ghost is back to eat some hot dogs and steal the Ecto-1. So he gets in the Ecto-1. He drives off. Uh, they say don't shoot at it because it's a nuclear accelerator on its back. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we got a nuclear All accelerator. All the scenes on top of that we car. had earlier that we could have set this up where Kate McKinnon's running through the litany of all the equipment they have in this movie. And this is the scene they set this up in the third act. That's fine. We, so we got to stop that. I guess we should run. They run that way. Uh, Aaron's still trying to get there. Maybe this is where the Dan Aykroyd scene happens, but it doesn't really matter. Eventually, uh, you know, the Ghostbusters are there. There's ghosts everywhere. And they're like, whoa, look, it's 1920s Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And then the, the balloons see and they start coming. So they're zapping the balloons now. And the balloons are starting to pop, but it's not popping. And then guess what, everybody? It's a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man balloon. Mm. You remember this guy, right? He's back and he's big, but he's different. Yeah, Nick. I do like there's one line in here that I like where Melissa McCarthy's like, you know, I actually like a husky man with little facial hair. I think that's okay. And then he's like, oh, shit, he looked at me. I like the eyes with him. Uh, Steve of Marshman gets there. They can't pop him in time. He smushes them to the ground and kind of goes. Then, rup, 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 rup. then Aaron kills him with a pocket knife. Yeah. Do you, did your movie have the scene about the pocket knife? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah before sure. earlier. But it's just like. They made sure he, to set that up. Isn't it a ghost? Isn't it? A, I understand that they set that up. I understand that. But like, set it up, Kevin. so ghosts can be stabbed and then they pop and that's the end of that ghost. Well, not, not only that, well, but don't you think the, pro, the, pro, the neutrino wand on her would have, would be able to pop that balloon? A lot of the balloons, Kevin, were in fact, you know, from like uh, their astral projections of balloons from the 1920s or whatever. But the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man balloon was a real balloon, it turned out. That had been possessed. He was the one balloon that had been a real balloon. Yeah, they were having a parade at that point too. And they all, I mean, they were popping the other ones with the beam that you would assume would pop the beam right away but it also seems like the beams aren't as dangerous to human beings this time around you know what i mean because like mm-hmm. melissa mccarthy definitely would have zapped herself and even when she didn't zap herself she was getting wild in that alleyway oh and yeah close oh, to I, other people greg i was like this is a dangerous game right here we got to be yeah. careful you gotta just yeah. turn that off what are you doing and so anyways though yeah aaron pops it with a pocket knife she's like i got this pocket knife you gave me earlier and i forgot to tell you in, in review that i had a pocket knife and, and then we got a pocket knife i'm like yeah pocket knife this is just fucking great and so now it's like all right cool this is going and then i'll toss it in here right uh 
the cops and the military are there and they're like what the fuck is all these ghosts going on about and kevin comes down but he's possessed by roan and he's like what the fuck guys it's me kevin they're like man that man's beautiful and he's like yeah let's dance and you're like what and he makes them all fucking start dancing and it's like ah. the only good thing about this scene is that like they knew it was bad and it was like there's no way they're gonna make us sit through an extended version of this in the credit there's no way they would do that right guys no, they wouldn't do that. Oh, that. Oh, but then they did. They did do that. My favorite is when I got oh, to the hilarious. credits. I got to my, the credits, and you know, Jen had been talking to me at the end of the movie, and the credit starts, and she's just like, "Why are they dancing?" And I'm like, "What?" Well, I'm, I'm like, "Wait, when did you fall asleep?" <laughs> and she's like, "I fell asleep." I'm like, "Oh man, okay, yeah, you missed a whole bunch of shit. Don't worry about." I love fast forwarding through the credits and be like, "Sigourney Weaver, what? What?" <laughs> like, I saw her for a split second. I gotta go. Why? It wasn't worth it, right? Oh no no no! Yeah, I, I, as soon as this movie ended, I I shot it down and I went through your Xbox out the, the, the window. <laughs> for me, it was the thing of like you know I'm so I haven't used a I haven't used disc based media in forever, right? And so like trying to figure out how to fucking fast forward on the PlayStation Five on on a you know, Blu-ray, I was like, uh, and so then I ended up skipping it. I'm like, I turned to Jen. I'm just like, at the end, she says Zool. She hears Zool. <laughs> I'm like, we're not. I'm not. I'm not jumping through the hoops to figure out how to fucking make this go again. Anyways, um, so yeah, they all fucking dance. Uh, the Ghostbusters <laughs> get closer, but now all the ghosts start coming. So they got pilgrim ghosts and random ass other like m- revolutionary ghosts. And they're like, this is where it's happening. Where yeah, they're using the chipper, they're using grenades. Kate McKinnon's like, I forgot my newest toys, and reaches down and pulls out the dual guns and licks them and starts shooting. And it, to Tim's point of like, yeah out of context just seeing this like if this was just like released out of the blue you'd be like holy fuck this looks awesome i think this looks great i love the weapons i think they look cool i think the choreography is awesome her delivery of let's go is fucking so great for her character it's hype as hell the score backs it up it's the best moment of the score in this entire movie there was about a 30 second period here i'm like this rocks it goes out they kill a bunch of things I, I, i think it all falls apart with the fact that like it devolves to a lot of them just flipping these ghosts and i guess that's what's killing him i just yeah no i know again, totally again the moment if, yeah. if you had shown me this sight unseen for the rest of the movie i would be like oh they're doing something different in this ghostbusters universe that these ghosts can just be wiped out they don't you know what no this never explained this never done it's just how it is whatever um so now we get to i would argue Kevin. they did set it up with the fact that they created weapons and the fact that they showed all those weapons off multiple times. I'm not saying that this was good. I'm just saying it was set up in this movie. This is not the original movies. They are not necessarily trying to catch them. They catch them. They tried to catch one to be able to prove it. That was the point of catching. Otherwise, they were creating weapons, and they, they showed that here. Yeah, but still, I, I don't think that like whipping something, like flipping the, it over, still, kills it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's my these... point. Is like It's so weird disconnect oh, like what is what are you doing like i've skipped i've i'm on the amazon version of the movie i jumped to 132 right they've beaten all the ghosts and are walking towards kevin the ghosts are just laying on the ground so they've established that ghosts can just get exhausted they've established that their equipment sucks the energy of ghosts like there's one line i need at any point in this movie of like cool we captured them great now that we've done that we know that we can do this to never have to worry about a ghost again. like i just don't get what they're doing so are these ghosts dead or are they coming back? Do these if these ghosts would be wood shipped, would they be gone forever? If they were hit with a grenade, would they be gone forever or would they I, be exhausted I, and come back? I think we're looking at corpse like ghost corpse on the floor, which just doesn't them make again. any sense. Yeah. 
Now these but, ghost what, ghosts whatever. are going to come after us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, whatever. you know, what, what, what's really important is in like 40 seconds, we're going to see Slimer driving the Ecto-1 with a gang of ghosts on there. And He's having a ghost it time. Just having a good time. That's what we wanted. Like Miss Pac-Man. Like Miss Pac-Man. She's yeah, Smiler. Exactly. And, and again, remember. Statue of Liberty with an NES Advantage controller. Right. Just with, the, with the mood slime. Yeah, that was dumb, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. We all said it. But remember, too, in this situation now, we had just established that the Ecto-1 was a big enough deal that the four, three Ghostbusters had to chase it when they saw it because it had a nuke on it. Now it drives by with two Slimers, and they're like, he's having the best time of his life. Let's go inside, talk to Kevin. Like, all right, whatever. Again, what are the fucking stakes of this film? What are we trying to do anymore? I don't understand what, what is anybody trying to accomplish. Um, also, uh, I want to say that this next scene, once they go in there, and it's the like shot from inside the hotel facing the doors. One of the worst map paintings ever behind them. Which is just it's all the people pointing, but it looks like they got a low poly screenshot of it. Oh really? I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't look good that. out there. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it looks. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't look good. Yes. They, they have like they go in there. They in confront here. Kevin. Kevin's got a portal at his feet. He's doing all this shit. He's Chris Hemsworth. He's bopping around. They can't stop him. Uh, eventually gives up Chris Hemsworth. Uh, he looks like a, or he looks really horrible, right? And they're like, oh, would you like me to look something cuter? And he makes himself into the Ghostbusters logo. And he takes that ghost and makes it into a, you know, a bigger ghost or whatever. And then he comes out and he's like, oh my God, he's huge. Oh. And they're like, oh God, we got to get out of here. I want to see this. This is a Casper like reference. Right? I thought that, I thought the, uh, the, the, the ghosts to like a terrifying version of it that we've known, I thought that was a cool little flip. I agree. Yeah. But, oh, wait. And I like Wait. the texture of it. I like that it looks like it's wearing something, but then it's like glowing underneath it. I thought all that stuff was really cool. And Why the 2D animation a... beforehand, I thought was really yeah. cool as well. Yeah, yeah the 2D animation I liked a lot, yeah. Why did he put a bow tie on? I didn't... He had to do something I think with the, the I think the red went to the bow tie. I think like yeah. the no ghost thing went to I the I thought that was a Casper reference. I don't know why I thought like, oh, they're doing no. a Casper friendly There's ghost thing. There's a lot of thing. bow tie subtlety in this because Aaron wears a bow tie a lot in this as well. <laughs> well, also, he wears a bow tie too, right? Before he dies. I imagine that. Yeah. Andy. I mean, he might have been imagining <laughs> I, I just want to ask, does Casper wear a bow tie? <laughs> I yeah. thought. Yeah, like, he does. Nope. Does he it? doesn't. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you thinking Richie Rich? Casper yeah, yeah, he's thinking of he's Richie thinking Rich. Richie Rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Googling Casper the Ghost image search. Not, a, not one a bow tie. tie not not even I, fucking close. I, 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 I swear to God. Though. I swear to God, when he became you the logo. It, I was like, huh? When he became the logo, I'm like, oh, okay. They're, they're, this is a meta joke about the logo of the Ghostbusters. That's funny. And then when they're like, can you be like a cuter version? And then grabs whatever red thing from the no ghost stuff, and then made it a bow tie. I was like, "Oh, now it's Casper," because it like I could have sworn Leslie Jones kept saying, "We wanted you to be more of a friendly version." Like I thought yeah. that was like what they were playing at. What the fuck? That's yeah. crazy. I Zach just got Lloyd I just Mandela affected myself. Wild. It's okay. Don't worry. You're fine. Uh, uh, wait, real quick. Uh, Andy, I looked into it. Richie Rich does, in fact, use a red bow tie. So There it is. There it is. Paul Feig, I'm right there with you, brother. <laughs> I'm ready that to was believe the thing, you. Wasn't it uh, Simpsons, right, where uh, Bart's like, did you ever think that Casper is just the ghost of Richie Rich <laughs> and holds up the two things and they're the same drawing, but just like one's dead, one's alive? <laughs> Interesting, whatever. Also worth pointing out, of course, that for any Ghostbuster fans out there, uh, the, the the ghost in the No Ghost logo actually has a name. It's named Moogly, uh, of course. So 
arguably he's moogly here when he does all this. Where did it come from? Okay, but is that like I believe some... Ackroyd and Reitman back in the day just like whatever. Came I thought that was some shooting shit and said that was his name on set or whatever. That sounds like some revisionist thing that George Lucas or J.K. Rowling would do after the fact and be like, oh, no, that's no, it was, not, it was in the time, but it would, they, it's never been a thing of like, what's the I'm not sure there is a fucking question, I, but I don't think there's no I'd movie like to, has ever mentioned it. I'd like to Forrest add Palmer. that. I was going to say, I'd like to add that if I put a red bow tie in my Oogie Boogie costume, like Dead Ringer, Dead Ringer, you know what I mean? Oh, sure. Now, what's interesting, Tim, is you're correct, of course. Slimer's never in Ghostbusters 1 and 2 has never been called Slimer, but he does get credited as Slimer. So he just does. Heads up that he, is, he, you know, he absolutely does. Yeah, he was only called Slimer in the real Ghostbusters cartoon. No movie is he named. Anyways, uh, God, uh, Rowan gets really big because, of course, what is, what is what is a tenant of Ghostbusters? They need to fight something big or have something big at the end of the movie, right? They need, I don't care if it's Stay Puft or Statue of Liberty, we got to have it. And so we'll have it be yeah. this giant version. I was at my stepdad's house and he, we were watching the movie and one, some, there was something big on screen. So we got to do something like, again, it just feels like I heard that things get big in the movie. So let's just do that. That's. I heard through the grapevine. <laughs> That's what people like about these Ghostbusters movies. I thought that was an anecdote. I got really confused. On you Me too. I was like, there. damn, this is a cool story. I like when I want you to know my hand is fucking up right now because I was about to have my mind fucking blown. I was going to be like, are you about to tell me your parents aren't together? I would have been like, are you? And then the way you said it, I'm like, wait a second. For years? Like, I would have been like, this is news. You're fucking telling me this is something that had happened years ago? No, no, no. Oh, my God. You scared me. Just a little aside. Just an aside, you know. Can't take that, all right? Um, So anyways, guys, let's just fucking try to finish. Uh, (laughs) Rowan is huge, and he's walking around New York, and they're blasting him, but it's not working. And they got the big old portal to the other side where the barrier's falling apart and again remember they had mentioned real briefly uh uh, uh sir of like hey you know don't let the streams touch or whatever and like oh now we need to cross the streams oh, right of course we do we could all die and our you know molecules explode in the most painful death way but let's do it. we got to do it so they go over there it's the you know we're doing it we're the ghostbusters and then they link them together and they go in there and then they go and you're, and you're watching it's like man this is not fucking epic this is not an epic move at all you know what i mean like when they cross them the first one and they're like oh it doesn't work you're like oh that's why it wasn't epic because this isn't the big thing and so what do they hear they hear slimer and slimerette driving back there and they're like oh shit again nuke on the thing this is great bore on the floor <laughs> nuke on the thing they're like all right cool and so like the car comes at him and like let's fucking make him go our way so they start zapping and doing the thing to do it and they drive in and the fucking thing goes off and like aim for the silver things and i'm like with these weapons that we haven't been able to aim sounds good and they blast it and they shoot it and they shoot the silver things and the thing goes in there and it explodes and it goes from uh, green to red like christmas and it's like yeah great and like slime the two slimers fly out of it and then everyone's like yeah great and then start start getting sucked in and then it's like okay cool and then uh rowan he starts getting sucked in but he's really big now so as he comes in he grabs stuff and they zap him in the balls of course you know bah, hit him right in the dick or whatever oh, what a love that. shit joke really yeah. andy love no of course not okay no. good why well, yeah andy's getting us with these deliveries today guys yeah, i don't fucking know who even is this guy that no that, one. like that that's one of those where you're just like uh, like like oh easiest thing you got it had to save the yeah let's let's keep the dick, dick joke for the end that's like the one that everybody came for <laughs> like the audience yeah, you gotta stay for the dick joke yeah, you gotta end strong yeah yeah Shout out to Jameson S in the live chat for my bore on the floor reference. Uh, Rowan gets sucked in finally, but guess what? On the last second, he grabs Abby. He gets sucked through. He takes Abby with him into the other side. They're like, oh, what is like, take her. Yeah. 
Don't need it. <laughs> what are we going to do? And that's when Kristen Wiggs, like, there's this winch on the ground. She grabs a winch on the ground, bore on the floor, got him over there. She ties herself in. She jumps through. She goes through. She grabs Abby. I think she zaps uh, Rowan again to get uh, him to release. Grabs Abby. The building is reconstructing as it goes down, of course, because it, we cannot destroy the Ghostbusters. Cannot destroy a skyscraper in New no. York. Uh, and so, like, they do that and reform that, and then it, it's reformed. It's completely reformed. And everybody's outside, like, God oh man, they're fucking dead. And they get, poof, they get yanked out. And guess what? Kristen Wiig and Abby are back, and their hair is all white. And they have a motor like, oh, ha, 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 ha. dude, is they it a wig? <laughs> I don't know. Wig in now with Scarpine. No, Nick, this fucking like, like cover up the fucking seam <laughs> on Melissa try. McCarthy. What kind of budget does this movie have they were when like, you know need... that people are going to watch this, Nick, on HD TVs because it's well, and, past the Andy, year 2010. Well, I'm pretty Andy, sure Kristen uh, Wig was actually wearing a wig the entire time as well. But no, but I'm guess. just saying like when Melissa well, McCarthy. Her last name is Wig. Like the fact that Melissa McCarthy when like her wig is very very present and they are very close up on her face they and all you just see the skin like peeling off from the fake like how they didn't get it to see andy this it's is how so we bad. know that big wig is winning because they're not even trying to hide it anymore <laughs> exactly now coming out of the shadows <laughs> it, yeah exactly they're so happy with just like committing crimes in public because nobody's ever going to call them brazen out it, we is are. what they call it brazen yeah uh this is one that i don't remember so but i at this point in the theater in 2016 i would have been so broken that i i understand not committing any of this to memory but they have their whole thing of like we did it yay and then kevin shows back up and he's talking to them and i don't is this in the version you guys saw the last sandwich? night yeah. and, and she takes so. you don't deserve this sandwich and takes it and throws it away and then they toss the sandwich back to him and he eats it and then he's like can i get an apple <laughs> they toss him an apple and then he can i get a <laughs> can i get a muffin they toss him oh can i get a muffin can i get a water and they're like how are you doing this are you magic i was like again show me this scene you're like man this movie's gonna be great i was like this is a funny fucking movie that's weird Wait, as hell was, but like was that in our uh, version I don't remember the sandwich was in our version. He goes, the help, and someone throws the sandwich Got back it. and he yeah. eats it, and then it cut. Which is oh, in thing. ours, it was a little help, and they, he gets the sandwich back, and they're like, How did you do? And she throws it again. He's like, Can I, can I, can I get one of those muffins or a drink or whatever? And he gets a bottle of water. And can I get a muffin? He gets a muffin out. They keep throwing shit at him because <laughs> he's just so handsome. They'll give him whatever he wants. It's it's that oh, escalating yeah. comedy. It, it's when Groot keeps coming back with objects that are not the thing yeah, that you that want Groot funny. to come back with. And it's it's funny. This fucking this hit very hard. It, it was one of those. It was the perfect escalation. I'm with Andy on it. Well, yeah. Uh, and so then we go to a bar <laughs> where the Ghostbusters they're celebrating. Uh, Abby, no, no, Holtzman uh, finally shows human emotion as if this would be a big deal for this character that's been all over the place. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it. It just doesn't work. Of course, you know we talked about it earlier. Like oh, she's gonna be the Egon character, and like. One of the reasons Egon, I think, has standout moments in Ghostbusters 1, more than Ghostbusters 2, right, is those breaks from him being the, on the, I collect spores, molds, and funguses, right? Like, sorry, Vinkman, I'm terrified beyond the capacity for rational thought. Like, things like that, whereas, like, this would have meant more if she was, like, emotionless the entire movie or whatever, but, like, she's fucking weird and cool and horrible all at once. Like, I don't know. Uh, Mayor's assistant shows up. She's like, thanks for doing this for us. You know, blah, blah, blah. We actually, we'd like you to go a little bit bigger. So we are here at your service. Anything you guys want, anything we want. Cause of course, remember we had talked about it when Tim was in the bathroom really quickly uh, when right. they went to the firehouse for the first time. Like, this is perfect. This is great. We love it. We breathe really, over it's it, way yeah. too much money. Yeah. Well, we did it. We said it word for word and then have, so now as they go back to the firehouse, they've got the firehouse. Yay. And then what happens? A new Hearst rolls up. 
out steps the one and only Ernie Hudson. Uh, you know him as Winston Zettimore from the first two Ghostbusters, and he is uh, Patty's uh, uncle. He's down, you know, the Ecto-1's destroyed, of course, went through another dimension. Uh, he's down at Hearst, and guess what? He's got two funerals this weekend, or four funerals, or whatever the fucking way. The they best start- of the cameos. They start bickering about that a little bit, and uh, that's the credits begin. There's more to it, right? So then, um, let me see and when I say the best of the cameos, cameos, it wasn't even that awesome. It was just better than the other ones. <laughs> Benny comes. Benny comes in the new firehouse, right, where they have it all set up with the ver- the again, again. Let's have a new take on it. A new everything. Same fucking lockers. They have their jumpsuits hanging out of it. Uh, you know, everybody's working, doing their thing. Yeah, Benny gives her way too many wontons this time, right? Like you can't any normal amount of wontons or whatever. Uh, you know. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is answering the phones. Everybody's having fun there. Uh, Kristen Wiig is, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, Holtzman has uh, developed a giant bear trap now to catch ghosts under the tutelage of her professor, Sigourney Weaver, whose name I forget now. Uh, and like this whole thing could fall apart and yada, yada, yada. And, and they laugh about how they could all die based on what she's built and done and all this different shit. And then is that the last one before the big one? No, they go upstairs. Uh, to look out from the top of the firehouse and see all, all of New York lit up with thank you GB, thank you Ghostbusters, we love the Ghostbusters, yada yada fucking yada. Then you get Ghostbusters answer the call. Then Tim, you get the recap. That's where you get the recap of everybody dancing, just dancing to kill you over mm-hmm. and over again, dancing and, and Chris, dancing. Chris Hemsworth's head just keeps spinning around, and the credits start moving. And then, yeah, the very, 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 very end of the movie, of course, you get the thing of all the Ghostbusters working uh, in one of the areas of the firehouse. And Patty be like, wait a second, guys, I've been listening to this uh, EVP. And she goes, you know, what's Zool? What does Zool mean or something like that, right? And then that's it. Full cut. End of Ghostbusters. Uh, the one fact that I, I didn't get to to fully say earlier that I, I need to go back to is talking about the alley scenes that uh, Melissa McCarthy really wanted. There's one detail I forgot, which is uh, the alley was infested with rats. <laughs> and oh. the, the cast did not want to do it. Melissa McCarthy was like, come on, guys, let's do this. And they had to shoot with these fucking rats. I just think that that is such a perfect bow to the end of this <laughs> entire thing. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me with it, Andy. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Haiku. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your reviews in haiku form. Just like Mac Mike L in the chat did. He comes in with this. Bad jokes that don't breathe. Overly saturated with colors and gags. I like that. He has two opinions in one haiku getting equal weight. Good for you, Michael, on the chat. I see you in the chat right now. He's there right now. He's saying suffer for your art. That's live. Uh, and then we have <laughs> OK Soda coming in saying, you know, it's true. Hemsworth and McKinnon rule. Put this over too. OK Soda, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I appreciate you very much. Now it's time for a little thing I like to call Raggy Bagu. Do 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 ragu do 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 bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank the villains and ghosts of the Ghostbusters universe. Currently, the list stands at this: number one, Gozer and Walter Peck; number two, Vigo and Janosch; number three, I assume we're putting Rowan, but I will open the floor if you want him higher. No, that's fine. 
It's another yeah, episode yeah, of Ragu Bagu in the Bag, everybody. Hit the song. I'm not going to argue it, but I, I don't think it's like there. I think it's equal to the second one. Yeah, they're no. both pretty bad. Come on. No, I, would I, just, the, I would say the one thing that I would I might put Rowan touch above is I think his plan is a little more creative. It's not it's just like Vigo was just so generic. Like he's coming out of a painting. Why? At least Rowan is like an active antagonist that's like doing something interesting. And he gets to be inside of Chris Hemsworth. And who of us Jesus. have never thought about doing that? I, I think the idea of yeah. Ghostbusters 2 being so like historical, um, historic is the uh, word I meant to say, is that Vigo and the villains in part two feel a lot more established and they feel like because I've I've seen these characters across a lot of different pop culture. So like they just feel more like villains. And this dude is just so forgettable. Um, and that's why I would have this at number three. And I know you all want to argue back. And this is going to be a tough one, but I'm putting. I mean, it in my, I'm sorry, Nick's cracking me up. I see uh, a Slack message from him <laughs> from like an hour ago. It says, "Next time I get up, please ask the group if we should skip ahead. I'll pretend like I didn't write this. Don't rat me out." <laughs> uh, I mean, to this question, I mean, now you get into a bit more of how do you define a rad or a bad guy when you're a rad guy? For me personally, like. Sure, Rowan's got a plan and he's actually doing things and activating things and running around and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't enjoy the performance, any of his actions, anything like that. So it's like, yeah, Vigo and Janosch are just doing their things. But like, I laughed at Janosch. I enjoyed Janosch's goofiness. Vigo, even though is just a bad guy, he was intimidating as a kid, at least. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Of like this big painting thing that's always looking at you, scaring you, trying to take over this kid's life, stepping out of the painting, being immune to the Ghostbusters weaponry. Like, Whatever. I think it's, like, it's more iconic of a thing, but I think a lot of that is because the movie's been around for so long and very fair. We're used very to fair. I'm not, it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not like, you know, going to the mat ready to kill anybody over this. I just wish this dude could have been played by like a, 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 a named celebrity. And I think that would have added more yeah. weight to whatever the character is trying to do. Cause I just, I thought he was, I thought this dude was going to be one part of multiple of a group of people doing bad shit. And when it kept focusing on him, I was like, oh man, this guy's not great. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that he was like part of a clan of like people that are doing shit, you know? Yeah. So it looks like he gets number three. Congratulations, everybody. Now it's time to rank the Ghostbusters movies. So far, we have number one at number one and number two <laughs> at number two. Uh, like I've said a couple times now, I would put this at number two under the first movie. I think the first movie is definitely just it's it's a classic for good reason. I think it's extremely unique. It is probably uh, with the exception of something like Star Wars, something that I would say is the most impressive use of a brand new IP I've ever seen. Um, so got to love that. But I do think that this movie works for me more than Ghostbusters 2 did as a whole. For me, I would say dead last. Yeah, I, this is, you know, for me personally, I would argue, I would even propose putting it at four doing that classic trope from the MCU and review where we just put it in the last place and leave three open. Uh, again, it's everything we've said. And I, again, I know people tried in this movie and I, and I'm not even saying that in a way, like trying to be nice about not liking the movie. I don't like the movie. I don't think the movie works and I don't think it works. Obviously as a Ghostbusters fan, I don't think it works as just someone who enjoys watching movies. Like I just don't enjoy this movie. And again, to Tim's point, like I'm not gonna, you know, I, I'm so bent obviously on Ghostbusters one and two. I'm not going to sit here. I think, Ghostbusters 2 is way better of a movie than this, but I'm also cheating because Ghostbusters 2 is the continuation of a movie where the characters you already know. If Ghostbusters 2 was the first installment and you were dropped in, would you understand anything? Would it feel like this movie is of like, 
why is howitzer so weird like you know what i mean why why is this like that and yada da, da, da. i don't know you can't say because that's not how it is but i'd put this at last place vote with greg on this one too i would say last place just because i don't i just don't think there's a lot of redeemable qualities to this movie i think the humor if you take it out of context it works but all these scenes together in a narrative just falls super flat it's way over bloated with with improv it needed someone to come in and cut like 30 minutes out of it in order to make it rewatchable. uh whereas ghostbusters 2 i'll agree is not the best movie and i had my criticisms of it last week but when it's on it's watchable it's entertaining there are good scenes and it feels for the most part, like a Ghostbusters movie, although it does dip into that sort of cartoonishness, this goes full blown absurd, and there's no there's no rules whatsoever to this universe, and it just it just makes for a very very unpleasant viewing experience for me. So I put it number three. Yeah, I'm closer. I, uh, wait, oh, real go quick, ahead. if I can just go because I'm about to get muted. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that I rewatching the second one after years, I I enjoyed it for the most part. Rewatching this, I was really caught off guard by how much I, I did not enjoy it and how much like it seemed like oh man I can't believe this is still going on yeah I just overall I, the story that has to be there and I just don't feel like it, it's there and the comedy wasn't there too and like when there's so many jokes being thrown out it's just amazing that they were able to put a, together a movie this long that had so little, little so few good jokes I'm a lot closer to Tim on this I still don't think I would put it over too, just because I, I much prefer a weaker version of Bill Murray and mm-hmm. and Egon and that crew, the original crew. I'd prefer a weaker group, a weaker version of them, as opposed to what we're getting here. And even though I don't think this movie is complete trash, I'm more kind of disappointed in the lost potential. And I do uh, the parts that I did enjoy of it. Again, was uh, there are some decent uh, redeemable moments with comedy. And I think I enjoy more to more of the modern sensibilities of how they approach making this movie. And I've noticed that with a lot of movies, whenever we go back to watch for the first time, I'm watching a movie made in the eighties and I'm like, well, I, I part of me kind of likes the newer one better. Cause it's a, it's just a modern take on the old classic or whatever. Um, but this one just fell flat in way too many spots for me. Um, but I, I'm definitely a lot closer to, to Tim where I don't, I didn't think it was a trash fire. It was just more disappointing. There you go. The new ranking so far, number one, Ghostbusters. Number two, Ghostbusters 2. And number three, Ghostbusters 2016. We're going to return for Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I am extremely, extremely excited about. Hopefully, this one can bring it home. I'm hoping it's number one for me. We'll see. We'll see. Real quick, I want to do an easy potential. I want to I want to uh, a round robin for everybody else here. So we'll start with Kevin, then we go Nick, then go Andy, then go Tim. Everyone clear your mind, clear it, clear it, clear it. Kevin, am I going to cry during Afterlife? Yes. Nick. Yeah. Andy. Yeah. Uh, Tim. I mean, that's the point of the movie, right? I expect to fucking ball. I expect to be in a private theater with y'all, ugly crying. During like Greg, I'm going to cry, <laughs> and I don't even care that much about this shit. Like, look at Ernie. <laughs> you're going to ball, dude. <laughs> yeah, they know what they're. That's the only reason this movie is being made is to to show reverence and love for the, the franchise in this way. And I think that they're they're going to absolutely pull that off. You're going to cry for like different emotions as well. Like it's going to be hype. And then you're going to cry when they make a really heartfelt reference to a past character. And yeah, like that shit's going to hit hard in many different ways. I think. Should we record our reactions with the GoPro on a tripod? We like can. if it's a private theater, they won't let you. 
I said we can. I mean, we should okay. be able to at least. Can we? Can uh, can we also do a little round robin here? This is a weird kind of prediction thing, and it may not even work because I don't even know how many reviews will be out. But I and like doing the prediction. Do I like doing the open critic sort of Metacritic. What do we think this is going to hit? Oh, I think it's going to be like a high seventies. Yeah, I, I, I too. I could see low eighties. Yeah, somewhere in there. I think there's gonna be a lot of people that like it because they're traditionalists like us, and there's just gonna be a lot of people that are just like, I don't really have a, a you know, a stake in Ghostbusters, so I'll just view this as a movie, and I think they're gonna they're gonna be meh on it. Where's Kristen Wig? You know, okay, you know what? Number one comment could he use more improv in this movie? <laughs> I'm sure there's gonna be more than enough of it in Ghostbusters Afterlife, but we'll have to find out. Uh, let us know in the comments below what you thought of Ghostbusters 2016 and how excited you are for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Till next time. I love we you ain't all. afraid of no ghosts. Go watch Barb and Star. Go to Vista I'm Del Mar. That.